Welcome to Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast. There will be spoilers and swearing. One, two, three, four, five, motherfuckers come alive. <laughs> do you like that? Do you, yeah, do you forget the shit in advance or is that just off the car? It just came, came to my head. Uh, wow. Welcome everybody to the Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Binds, episode number 10. Yay! Yoo-hoo! I'm your host Matt and with my co-host Kate. How you doing Hello. Kate? Hello, I'm alright, how are you? All good, thank you. All good. We made so, it to ten. So we've made it to ten. That's it. Now we're done. Bye, guys. Cheers, then. <laughs> bye, bye. Cheers. We made it to the end of the July. That's all good. We're done. We've we've hit our quota. So that's it. Yeah, ten. That's pretty good, though, isn't it? It's good. We've got ten listeners. <laughs> we got more than ten listeners. We've got like eleven at least. So, um, but and three of those are my family. <laughs> Well, that's alright. Okay, I'm happy with that. <laughs> they don't even listen to it. They just have it on as background noise. <laughs> Cheers, Mum. Nice one. Love you too. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, oh, what have you been mate. up to? What have you been up to? Oh, what have I not been up to? Um, so, making progress on the wedding stuff, which I won't oh, go yeah. into because I know no one gives a fuck as much as I do. Probably, well, apart from Michael. Michael probably get. No, actually, no. Let's, be Blokes, let's be honest. Let's be honest. don't. He doesn't care. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, and progressing on house stuff too, which is that's cool. Uh, but mostly, I have been walking around like I'm 75 because for the first time in three and a half years since hitting my third trimester, um, I went to the gym on Saturday. Woo-hoo. And I go to this gym. It's a bit fancy and um you have everything is done through this app right you have this app and you you sign in you book classes and you monitor your progress and all everything's all done through this app and so i was booking my classes and i've never been to this gym before it's not like one i'm just picking up after three and a half years whatever i've never been here and i don't want to go to a class in the middle of the afternoon on a saturday because that's my day taken up nor am i getting up at 6 a.m because fuck that yeah. Um, so I went a little bit in the middle at 10.30 and the class that was on at 10.30 was this thing called The Trip and there was one I think just before but it was something that I absolutely did not want to do like, I don't know, fucking something awful um, and so I was like, okay, well I don't know what The Trip is there's no information but fuck it, let's go for it while I'm at it, tell you what, I'll book, one for, I'll book something for the Sunday and Michael's off on a rare day on Monday so I'll book something on the Monday too and he can look after Ava, right? Yeah. So that's mistake number one. B- back to back to back. <laughs> back to back to back. After oh. three and a half, three class, three classes, three days in a row, over three years since I've last done any kind of exercise. Like I have oh done dear. fuck all exercise for three and a half years, right? Oh dear. Mm-hmm. So I turn up to the trip and I'm all bright-eyed and bushy tail, like, yeah, guys, what's this? Fucking 45 minutes of intense spin class. That's... That's dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the oh, girl God. next to me, she's going like, "Oh, um, when like the bit, they have like these little interim bits where you can get to like recover." They say because you know that bodes well. And <laughs> she, she turns around to me, she says, "Oh, I've not seen you in the class before." I'm like, "Yeah, it's my first time." She was just like, "Oh, it's a really hard one today," and I'm like, "Awesome, yay!" 
Um, oh, and, and then I turn up yesterday and it's, um, and in fairness, I didn't, these were named properly, but it was body pump yesterday. <laughs> So it's like deadlift, deadlifts and like weight pushing. I, I bet it was. Yeah. And then today I was like, oh, it's okay. Because yesterday my legs were just like awful. Like especially like my thighs were just like, oh my God. Like I literally, I have to brace myself to sit down. I have to like cling on to things to push myself up off a seat. Going to the loo, sorry guys, TMI, I'm aware, but going to the loo is a fucking nightmare right now. You're so lucky, guys, that you get to piss standing up. <laughs> like, honestly, you don't understand your privilege of being able to do that. Yeah. When you've been uh, to the gym twice in a row for the first time in three and a half years. So today I'm like, that's okay. I've got core. It's all about my, like, you know, my midsection and my abs and that's all good. No, no. Fucking core for the entire body, apparently. Bloody hell. Yeah, so that's gonna ache for I'm several several days. Not, I am not <laughs> excited for this week. Honestly, I'm really not. And I'm supposed to be going on a walk tomorrow with some friends who have come from out of town. So it's not like I can be like, oh, sorry guys, can we do this another time? Uh oh. So um, yay. Yeah, you have to go for a walk and get a wheelchair or something. I just think like, guys, if you could just carry me. I <laughs> just yeah, just to the pub. <laughs> Yeah, let's go for a walk. Uh, yeah, just to the, pub. to the pub. Just, you know what, leave me in the beer garden, I'll be fine. I'll be fine, you guys have fun, go. I'll, I'll save you a seat. Nice. <laughs> Take Ava with you, I've got my book. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting tomorrow, and I think the rest of my week's going to be fairly interesting um, as well. But there you go. What have you been up to, nice. dear buddy old pal? What have I been up to? Um, I've been to Devon. On Nice, you are uh, always away. I don't, I'm not. Oh, I, it's, I am. It's like your third trip. Well, second it's, trip because your first one, first one failed. First one failed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and no, I just, um, yeah, no, we just uh, with with the family, uh, me and my wife and my daughter, we went just down to Devon uh, just for the week. Um, yeah, just needed a bit of R and R. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously with COVID and everything, you can't really go abroad. Well, I mean, you can, but. By all accounts, it's a complete hassle, and it's costing almost double with all the you know all the tests that you're gonna do before yeah. and after and stuff. And also as well, like there's no guarantee that that country suddenly isn't gonna be whacked onto the amber list, you know, and then you have to quarantine for two weeks when you get back or whatever, ten days. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, we uh, we've just sacked that off completely, and I, I don't. I, well, maybe next year, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy to stay in the UK. Um, Oh, I was going to say it's a lot cheaper, but reality, it, it actually isn't. Mm-mm. Nope, um, I've got a hen weekend coming up this weekend, and like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not cheap at Mm-mm. all. I mean, I think pl- uh, places are fully booked, by all accounts. Devon and Cornwall, completely fully booked for next year. And they are putting the prices up, because they know that people aren't going to go anywhere. And also, from Bristol... All the way down to Exeter on the way back, and when we were driving back on Saturday, it was complete gridlock. And that's oh, that's about 60, 70 miles of traffic. I will Three... take that as your excuse for not dropping in and saying hi. You oh, yes, exactly. Unsociable prick. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the trip um, was good, though. While you were away, you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We're just, you know, eating out and drinking too much and just, yeah, just. Generally have a good Florence, good she she on the Bacardis and yeah yeah, yeah. she's on the uh, racky. 
So. Yeah, oh, well, you start her off right. And also, yeah, as well, right. kids do, in Greece, drink raki when they're sick because it gets rid of, it flushes you all out. Do they really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's that. what it's primarily supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a flu like aid is <laughs> it like, yeah that's why they have the, that's the honey racky that's why they made honey racky oh, right okay so not just an, an aperitif but mm-hmm. also oh awesome it is a jack of all trades drink for sure oh, well, like whiskey for the Irish yeah well that rounds up to what you're drinking what are you drinking now oh, that, right well, now that is what we call a segue <laughs> that is a definite segue yeah so I am drinking because it is a bit special with our 10 episode and I love how I know that all the people who listen who are like long in the tooth podcasters going, oh, 10 episodes, cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> and so when you're at like a thousand, Duncan. Um, so, uh, but I don't give a fuck because I'm very, very pleased for us. So I am cracking out a bit of the bubbly. Ooh. Uh, bit awesome. of Prosecco, not champagne because I'm a classy girl. And also I don't like champagne. Oh, I'll drink it, but I much prefer a glass of Prosecco. P- Prosecco's nicer, I think. It, it is nice. I'm going to be having Prosecco at the wedding. Fuck champagne. Yeah, In fact, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be having cocktails at the wedding. Fuck champagne. I'm probably fuck Prosecco as well. Um, nah, I'll have some Prosecco. Anyway, so I got some of this. It's something I already had in. Okay. Um, so I haven't had it before. Michael got it as a gift from work and he hates Prosecco, so therefore it is mine. Um, nice. You know, he's going to be my husband, so that's going to generally be the rule for everything now anyway. <laughs> um, so it's called Vitelli Prosecco. And there's a bunch in Italian, which I'm not even going to attempt. Um, and it just says, so it's, <laughs> no, that's the amount. I, I was like, 75%? No, 75%. Jesus, like, Jesus you're going to be shit-faced. CL. What's CL again? CL, centiliters. That's it. I always forget what that's called. Uh, no, it's 11%, so it's not too bad. Um, oh, that's light. And it says, an elegant Prosecco with aromas of elderflowers and flavours of citrus pears and apples. Enjoy as an aperitif or pair with seafood or white meat dishes. So there's nothing really that special on the back this time, but hopefully it will have some nice bubbly effects. I've already opened it because I had to do it downstairs because I had to get Michael to do it because I get the fear. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, but I'll be able to pour it out now. So I've got my my glass. So I'm just gonna, hang on, ready? All right, you're going for it. <laughs> so, so like you're taking a piss. Yeah, it did, didn't I? I don't know why that happened like that. <laughs> I'm a little bit unsure now because it's supposed to fizz and it hasn't really fizzed. What, have I left this out for too long? Yeah. I've maybe even left it out a little bit too long because I did open it a little while ago. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> stick, a, um, stick a teaspoon in it. Oh, I haven't got a teaspoon. I'll use my finger. Like last time I used my finger. No, stick a teaspoon in the um, in the. Oh! Bucket. I thought you meant to mix it up. I've just mixed it up. Yeah, there's nothing in there, is there? <laughs> <laughs> I've just stuck my finger in it for no reason. Brilliant. Well, at least it's my own finger. <laughs> Why do we always get here? I don't know. It Why do we always get time. here? Every time. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Right, what are you drinking, Matt? Well, I'm on a... Uh, I'm on a bit of a rum tip. Oh! Mm, I, I drank rather too much the weekend, so I just needed something a bit... In a shocking twist of events. <laughs> exactly. Something a bit lighter. So... Uh... <laughs> rum for you is a bit lighter. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go easy. I'm just going to have some, like, you know, 45% rum. It's no biggie. 
Well, I've, I've got it mixed in. Um, <laughs> so I, I've got some rum, uh, original spice rum from the Bush Rum Company. Very nice. What is uh, this? Can you give me a blurb? It, the blurb says, escape the commercial bars and tourist areas of the Caribbean and you'll find the Bush Shack frequented by locals. Their drink of choice, Bush Rum. Inspired by this rich island tradition, uh, the Bush Rum Company blends traditional island rum with tropical fruits and spices to create the smooth vibe of the Caribbean. And I have to say, it is very, very smooth. Oh, have you have you taken a drink already? I was going to do a cheers. All oh, right. Uh, I, <laughs> well, I poured it out earlier. Oh, okay. Well, but we can well, still can do, we do a cheers. cheers? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Cheers. Cheers. Because we can't see each other right now. <laughs> Just cheersing the air. Oh. That is quite nice, actually. Good stuff. I can taste that elderflower. Um, yeah, it's just not as like zingy. But to be honest, I always end up, I don't know if you get this, but whenever I drink like a fizzy wine or Prosecco or something, I always get fizz up my nose. No, no, um, I don't get that. I do. When it's freshly done, because it's still popping, it's still like Oh, bubbling. I see, yeah, it's still going up your nose yeah. chamber. So um, it still tastes nice, even though it didn't really fizz, and I'd get no bubbles up my nose. So I'm honestly considering it a win. It's a win-win. Win. Cool, cool, cool. So awesome. we're all caught up then, I think. Um, I think oh, so, yeah. one thing real quick is I um, did my second stint on the summer series on uh, t uh, Podcast Under the Stairs. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's launched today. It has. Um, have you listened yet? Um, I've started. Yeah. Oh, well done. I'm still <laughs> um, going through my... <laughs> my Russian roulette of <laughs> like over two hours long. <laughs> that was your one. <laughs> yeah, that was, of course that was my one. Like it's only supposed to go on an hour. Of course mine goes on for over two. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I've just been been going through that because I like I don't always listen to back to my stuff, but like I I do like to if I can just to make sure I didn't chat as much shit as I felt I did at the time. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> and, and did you? Um, I yeah, fifty fifty. You know, not as bad as I thought. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's good. That's no, good. it was alright actually. It was good. Um, and it was really fun recording with Duncan as well. But um, but yeah. So I'll, I'll finish that, and then actually I probably should listen to the new George of Shite episode because I need to yeah listen to that one. Yeah. Um, I've sent in another story. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, I've got to, I've got to send some in. I haven't got around to doing it yet. I really must do be. it do it it's quite liberating you know it's like kind a, of like yeah. a confessional <laughs> yeah. a little bit <laughs> for me anyway <laughs> listeners confessions <laughs> um but uh yeah and then and then i'll crack on with the 2000 test i've got a bit of driving to do this week so um i'll crack that on in the car and that will be good um but yeah i'm i'm excited to hear how it all pans out but yeah 2019 was awesome um i'm not gonna say anything about it but let's just say it'll probably go down as i'm just gonna say a good one i don't want to say like go down in like history or anything like that and really blow my trumpet or anything because it wasn't just me either it was like there was other stuff involved but i'm not gonna say anything else it was good excellent now i look forward to, to hearing it yeah what was what was your other year 2012 was your other year wasn't that it? Was, yeah that's it okay I gotta be careful not to say anything because obviously it's all out in our chat about what's gone through and what's not, but it's not gone out into the world yet. So I gotta Can I keep, remember keep, to keep, remember yeah. not to say anything yet. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, cool. But no, that's cool. So yeah, I've been doing like a lot of um, recording over on the, on under the stairs, and I also did a commentary 
with um, the delightful Lacey Lou on the Skip to Maloo commentary on her podcast Cut to the Chase, um, which everyone should check out because it's really good and very um, awesome content with lovely, lovely people, Dan Chase and Lacey Lou. So we did, me and her did a, a comedy commentary on I Love You Man uh, from 2009, the one with oh. Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Um, Don't know. Have you never seen I Love You Man? No. Oh my god, it's so good. It's huh. so good. Watch it. Okay. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Won't go into it. It's not. It's not like on on our kind of radar kind of thing in terms of genre. But it's uh, if you like comedies and you like Paul Rudd and you like Jason Segel and if you like Jamie Presley because she is so fucking funny in it. Um, go watch oh, it. Okay. It's really great. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Or instead, you could watch it and listen to a lot along with me and Lacey talking all over the top of it. I mean... Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny uh, commentaries. Fun. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, I, I did one with uh, Lance and the boys. Um, uh, what did we do? Oh, we did Shocker. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had such a laugh doing it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so much fun. And there's no like pressure. You don't have to prep anything. No, you're just going to roll, roll with it and just make your comments as yeah. and when. Me and Lacey always end up going completely off topic from the film. And we'll, we'll, we, t- we tend to, because we've done a few of these now, so we tend to use the film as like a jumping off point for conversations. So like something will happen in the film and then we'll talk about something that we've done in our lives that relate to that. And then like we'll, you know, laugh a bit at whatever happened. Because we tend to do comedies. It's like what we've decided that we're going to focus on because we both do horror and stuff all the time we thought it'd be kind of cool to do something a little bit different mm. um so yeah so me and her have done 21 jump street 22 jump street and now we've done i love you man and then we've got coming up um a couple of other ones that we've got down the pipeline a- along that kind of line um okay and uh but yeah we just sort of like <laughs> every now and then we'll just pause and just start giggling or whatever's on screen and then we'll go back to like whatever it is that we're chatting about so you kind of get a little bit of a mix up with us but we're not just kind of like it's not just like a commentary track where we're just sat there giggling for two hours and there's like no <laughs> actual chat or anything and it's just like okay great <laughs> but yeah um, we, we should we should do a commentary at some stage yeah we should that'll be fun that'll be good we'll have to put our heads together on that and we'll uh yeah that'll be good i think mm. we've got some exciting stuff coming up um but we can talk about that at the end we can indeed. We got we got some we got a, a fair bit to get through today. I think we have indeed. We have indeed. Yeah. Um, cool. So, do you want to start with um, buy it, rent it, bin it? Right. Yes. Um, I actually have three movies. Oh, awesome! This awesome. time, I know. Well, all of mine are from twenty twenty one. Oh, are they? Yeah, they are indeed. Look I just at you. felt like I needed to catch up on, on a few of them uh, on films that have just been com- coming out um, I'm going to quickly skip over I, I watched Fear Street the first one. Oh, okay yeah uh, I, I really enjoyed it I thought it was really really good good fun isn't it yeah good fun um, I don't think I'll show it to Florence but um, mm. yeah that yeah good. that's right because we discussed that didn't we because there's the bit there's that bit at the end which is really gnarly isn't it yeah that's a bit bit Definitely don't show her the second one. Right, okay. Well, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen the second or third one yet. So. Uh, I've, got, I've got it coming up in uh, in my bite rented. Ooh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I um, um, I watched uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh, jealous! I really want to watch that. By Darren Lynn Bosman. 
Um, okay. <laughs> and that, now, I can't say too much because you haven't seen it. And, and also it is a brand new release. fairly new. It's May, so... But anyway. Um, yeah, it's basically another Saw movie, but without Jigsaw and with Chris Rock. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's not putting me off, honestly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I couldn't stand Chris Rock. He just grated on me. He, he is one of those... That I think is a bit marmite in me. Well, he is. I mean, I can. <sighs> like, I will always love him from Dogma. Like, uh, he will uh, always have my respect from Dogma. Just pure, okay. pure in that alone. See, I, I okay, I can see, I can see how, how he works in comedy, but you know, I don't know. It just this performance in 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 Spiral was just kind of, I don't know. It just, uh, he was just kind of like really over the top and just being Chris Rock, and I was just like, yeah, he don't. Really don't need that. Let's switch it down a few pegs. Just yeah, completely crank it down. What about uh, Sam Jackson? Because he's Samuel L. Jackson's in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's in it. He's it's not in it much, but um. Oh okay. But he's yeah. I mean, he's Samuel L. Jackson. He's just a cool dude. Um, motherfucker. The uh, did he say uh, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> hey, of course he did. Oh, it's like is that that's part of his contract or something? Stupid, I I, I think it probably is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just basically, we all know what the Saw movies are about. It's just basically, um, traps for various different people who have been doing wrong, uh, in the eyes of whoever it is who's setting up the traps. Were they good? Uh, yeah, they were fairly decent. I've seen the opening sequence and I quite liked it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, I mean, it is just basically a Saw movie, so you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I mean, like that's cool because I mean, what annoys me? I really like the Saw movies up to about number three. I really wish that they had just kind of ended it there because I just feel like I mean, even number three was kind of overstaying its welcome a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah. But I think like the way that it concluded with him dying, you know, whatever. I just thought that was a nice, neat. Leave of, it at that. Yes. Trilogy package, you know. And Agreed. then obviously, you know, making money, so they have to franchise it out. And it just got so convoluted, and it just got so, it just got, it just re, and, and it got about, it became almost like Final Destinations, where you kind of go to see the kills rather than anything else. And what I love about the first one, and also the second one, is just the, although I haven't seen the second one in a bit, and apparently it doesn't hold up as well, but, um, it, like, I just, I love the intelligence going on behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and it was very, you know, I could watch Saw and Seven in a double bill quite easily, but I couldn't watch, say, Saw Five and Seven. It's, do you know what I mean? Like because yeah. by that point they've just gotten so ridiculous, and yeah. it's about, you know, the um, the kills instead of the the actual so storyline. Yeah, the storyline that they try to sort of shoehorn in is very convoluted and just over the top stupid to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, so what I was quite looking forward to with Spiral was that apparently it was really bringing it back to its roots. And yes, there was going to be these elaborate kills and whatnot, but there was also going to be a level of intelligence there. And it was supposed to be along more the lines of a psychological thriller as opposed to an out and out horror horror. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you find yeah, it that does. or was it just... Yeah, no, yeah, it, it does. It does. I mean, it's... it's Yeah, it's, it, it's, still, it's still just basically loads of traps, though. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, pretty much. Um, yeah, I and they, those... they just 
They're just kind of, they're, sorry, they're just going to um, just say, they're, they're just trying to break up the story and, and put it on a different slant on things. That was all. Okay. That, that was all that was really different. Um, okay, so, I mean, basically, I kind of knew what I was going in for before it went, um, and I come out exactly what I thought I would come out with. So it's, it's a rent it from me. Okay, that's cool. So I, I think, yeah, you, sh- you, should, you should watch it. You know, especially if you're a Saw fan, get out there and do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think but, um, as well, when it comes... Because it's so long in the tooth now, that franchise, I think if it tried to kind of pull away from the kills and the traps so much, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. People who are kind of going in expecting something a little bit else are going to be like, oh, it's just the traps. But the people who want to go in and expecting the traps are going to, you know, if you don't give them the traps, yeah. then they're going to bitch. Is it? You know, it's, it's one of those... Um, I feel so. Um, I I I'm excited to to watch it. Honestly, um, mm. there's nothing that you said honestly that actually puts me off. So okay, no, that's cool. That's good. That's good. No, you should definitely watch it. So what you got? What's your number so, one? So my first one is actually one that I watched before last episodes, and even though I mentioned it, I completely forgot. Forgot to, to mention talk it. About it. <laughs> um. So um. It's. Um, a Quiet Place 2. Uh-huh. Uh, which, if people have listened to the last episode, I saw at the cinema. And um, it was... very. I saw it on my own. Um, it's a solo cinema trip. Um, yeah. And it was very exciting. And I'm not going to say too much because it's also a 2021 release. And I don't want to be spoiling nothing. But I imagine a lot of our listeners have probably already seen it. But Yeah, yeah. It's... I think a very good continuation of the first. I think the new characters are done really well. I love Killian Murphy. He yeah. Is rocking a, a, he's rocking that kind of like, um, sort of rugged, kind of you know man on the run, not on the run, but like he you know he's living a bit rough, kind of you know bearded, rough around the edges, kind of. Oh, okay. He's, he's rocking that. Um, I thought it was really. Um, well paced I thought that the tension was there um, I cared about the characters obviously because we've, we've grown to know them in the first one and we very much care we get a little bit of backstory which I found really entertaining and I thought it was a really nice little kind of wrap around um, uh, it's not perfect there are some bits where I was just like mm, but I think overall it was just like a really good solid sequel yeah. and um, it's yeah, it did what it needed to do. Yeah. Okay. Do you uh, do you see more of the the monsters? Because I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um. Yes. Mm, good. Or I is think. or is, or is I it haven't good? seen the first. Mm. I haven't seen the first one in such a long time. I can't entirely remember to compare whether you see them more in the first or not. But you do see them a fair bit. But they're done very well, and they're okay. very scary. That's good. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a buy it. A buy it. Buy it. Yeah. I I would. I will be getting that when it comes. Well, it's out already. I don't know. No, I think it's out in America, isn't it? It's not out here. Yeah. Um. But I will be getting that. Well, maybe not immediately because I'm poor. But um, (laughs) but when I have funds to be able to splurge on Blu-rays again, basically when I have a job again, (laughs) and not just looking after my three-year-old all the time, (laughs) uh, (laughs) that will be on my purchase list after the entire Blu-ray box set of Supernatural seasons one to fifteen. Right. Okay. 
because that's number one. Ovs. Obviously. Ovs. Uh, yeah. What's your next cool. one? Um, again, sorry, 2021. Uh, the seventh day. The seventh? No, I'm thinking the seventh sun. No, I don't no, know this the one. The seventh day, which is by Justin P. Lang. Uh, it's the one uh, with Guy Pearce. That's ringing a bell. Okay, Still it's just it's, nothing. It's been. It came out about three months ago on VOD, I think. Mm-hmm. But Netflix has snapped it up, and it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, oh, sorry. Spiral is is uh, in cinemas. Well, it's probably <laughs> disappeared by now. Yeah, it has. Um, but it's out there. It will probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, it yeah, it will probably have a VOD release or a, a, a physical release at some point soon. Yeah. I imagine. They're not but really. They're not. They're not. Um, you know, being slow with these releases. They're kind of like pumping them out pretty quick. They are indeed. They are indeed. Yeah. Anyway, back to Seventh Day. Uh, it's out on Netflix. Uh, this is basically about um, a priest taking on board a rookie and they both are specialists in exorcisms okay so it's basically the story about uh guy pierce is like the main priest he's taking out this rookie um out on (laughs) on exorcism adventures yay yay um and i can't really tell (laughs) you tell much more than that really because uh, I don't really want to give the story away, but um, yeah, I see. I, 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 I've heard not so good things about this film. Um, I think I first heard about it through Mark Nado and, and the Horrorcast guys, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think they really rated it too highly. Um, mm. And looking on um, uh, Letterbox, it's not really getting a very good response. Um, no. And I, th- I think people are being a bit too harsh. I mean, it is, it is an exorcism movie. Um, I thought, you know, it was, uh, you know, really well. I, I, I love Guy Pearce. I think he's yeah. a br- brilliant actor. He's great. Um, I can't remember the name of the dude he's bouncing off. Uh, you know, the I was going to ask you, do you know? I might have a quick gander while you're talking. Yeah, no, no, please do. Um, and he was very good as well. And I thought. I, I really like the story. Um, you know, some of the effects are okay. Um, oh, shit, I don't know who that is. Um, uh, there's a guy called Vadir Derbez. Okay, never heard uh, of him. No, I don't know. He's been in... Oh, he's been in a lot of, like, um, sort of foreign TV and cinema, but he's also... Oh, he was in Sense8. Oh, he played a hipster. Oh, he's okay. not actually a, <laughs> a named character, sorry. Uh, yeah, it seems like he's done, like, a lot of foreign stuff, so... Um, yeah, this is probably is his first major real venture into like mainstream. Not mainstream. That sounds no. I mean like Western. I know what you mean. English I know you mean American stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'd see. With this, I, I, I would also. Um. I would say rent it. Okay. It's. It's not. It's not amazing. It's not really particularly groundbreaking. But. It's an enjoyable film. It's I think it's only about ninety minutes or so, ninety six minutes or something. 
Um, it, I, I think it's, it's well worth your time. Um, it's on Netflix, so, you know, if you've got that, then, you know. I mean, yeah. Bingo, bango. Um, especially if you like Guy Pearce, so. Uh, he yeah. doesn't, really. I always think he pulls out. Even if the movie's not that great, I always think he's great. Yeah. He's one of yeah. those, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's got a bit of a weird um, Bostonian accent I think he's trying to go for. Oh, is but, it? But, um, <laughs> doesn't, quite, doesn't quite get it. Uh, well, it, just, it just sounds a bit, a bit odd for him. But other than that, um, yeah, I yeah, definitely uh, rent it. So that's, that's the seventh day. Nice. Uh, so my second one, mentioned it before, is Fear Street Part 2. Oh, yes. So I've got, basically, my next one's also a sequel. So um, it's a bunch of sequels for me this time. Um, okay. And this is also, obviously, from uh, 2021. This is uh, 1974. So Fear Street Part 2, 1974. Um, and it is a continuation on, I'm sure everybody knows this. If you don't, where have you been? It's a continuation on from Fear Street Part 1, which is 19... Oh, wait, no, it's not 1974. It's 1978, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Um, it's because it's 1994. I, was try- I didn't look it up officially. I was just trying to go from memory when I was making my little, my little list. Um, yeah, 1978, and then it's a continuation on from 1994, which I know sounds weird because you know it's in the past and it's before and whatever, but it is a continuation on. And um, it was. I mean, I've spoken about the first one. That's a ton of fun. We obviously just mentioned it then. The second one is better. Oh wow. Um, and I haven't seen the third one yet. I did try to get it in to, so I could talk about the both, but alas, as usual, no time. So um, I'll try and get that for the next one. Um, but yeah, um, I've heard though from people that the third one is the best. So that I think is really interesting because normally with trilogies, it's the best. The first one's the best one. The first and is the it best and it just sort of peters out it, as it goes yeah. along. So the fact that it does the opposite, I mean, obviously this isn't just like, it's not sequels in the way that you would normally have sequels. It's not like, here's a full story and then we're going to do another full story that kind of continues on. Although there is that, it's very much a continuation. It's very much this one story arc all the way through. Mm -hmm. So I think that's to its benefit. And what it does is it looks, obviously we were very much focused on like slashes and things like that with the first one, because that's obviously what was happening with in the 90s with a lot of films especially with things like Scream and whatnot and then in the second one it's much more uh, uh, Friday the 13th with Jason and things but it takes it beyond that mm, and actually okay. by the end it's a very different film Wow. Okay. and it's done really well again like the first one there's some real gnarly gore moments we've got boobs in this one I think oh hang on do we Oh, uh, I don't know if we have booze. We definitely have sex in this one, though. <gasps> um, yes. Um, I know. <gasps> Hide your daughters and whatnot. Um, and because, you know, it's like, you know, you go to camp and you have sex and you drugs and then you go and get killed. You know, that kind of thing. It's all yep. very plays into Usual that. trope. Yeah, yeah. But it's good because this is the thing. They play into these tropes knowing that their audience knows it. They don't shove it down their throats, though. They don't have to have a big neon light arrow kind of going hey guys guys we did the thing we did the thing you know yeah um so it's i think it's really cool for that and um the cast is great we've got what's her face who plays what's her face <laughs> um the redhead from uh stranger things the latest season oh plays max that's it max thank you she's in it she's awesome because duh because she's awesome and everyone's really good in it to be fair but she's the only one who i really kind of know 
um and it's just again it's a lot of fun definitely worth checking out especially because it's just on netflix go crack it on you could do much worse with your two hours um but i would definitely recommend watching the first one first because as i say it's not like it is kind of a standalone story but it's it's not really it definitely is a continuation one for the yeah. first, and i'm yeah. very excited to see the third brilliant brilliant it's about to buy it yeah brilliant i mean i would say buy it for the first one yeah buy like, it for the like first yourself. one and this one's even better so it's a, it's a double buy it okay <laughs> i mean it's, it's good what, what i uh, really appreciated certainly with the first one is that netflix um you can tell they've spent a lot of money on it yeah it's it's big budget they've got um a lot of the cast from Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very Netflix-y thing. Yeah, it does have it? a Netflix feel to it. I can't yeah. even tell you what that is. It's a, it is yeah. a thing. But it's, yeah, you can tell that they've invested a lot of effort as well as money. Like, they're not, they're not shoving money at something and just hoping that something sticks. Like, they really are thinking about what they're doing here. They've got a very definite plan. Everything is very deliberate and it's executed very well like i was expecting these films to be kind of cool a lot of fun um but you know maybe like i don't know if it's just the way they were advertised but i just kind of thought that it kind of came across to me as though they were almost like teen films i mean they are to an extent but like they get dark yeah you know they get they they there's a mean streak to these films that i wasn't expecting and i really like it for it Oh, that's good. I think somebody's. I heard somebody say on, a, on another podcast that I think these films are based on a, a book series, which is written for kids or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, there is a fish. I remember reading Scream Street when I was a kid. I don't know if it's related or not. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. Um, there's a lot of this coming out because you have like, um, oh fucking, oh god, what was it? Um, Oh my god, I actually just reviewed it in the summer series and I've gone clean out of my head. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh yeah. That's it. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, and then you've got like obviously Goosebumps, which isn't really, that's quite a kid's thing. But then you have things like, like even um, the uh, Miss Peregrine's house, uh, Miss Pe oh, fuck, what's it called? Miss Peregrine's oh, um, uh, house for peculiar children or home for peculiar one. children. That's the one. Like, that, again, I thought was going to be kind of a bit... Because it looked very Tim Burton-esque, and it is very much that vibe. But, again, that goes to some really dark places. And there are aspects of that that are genuinely terrifying. Like, as an adult, I was scared, like, by some of the imagery in it. Um, like, it really kind of... You know, not like I was sleeping with the light on scared. But, like, in that moment, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, now. You know? Um, and there's a lot of this stuff that's kind of coming out where it's like, it's for kids, but not for kids. And I really... I'm kind of here for it. I really quite yeah. like that. Just seeing it here on IMDb, based upon the Fear Street Fear Street books by Carl Kyle Killen. <laughs> oh, if that's not a horror name, you know, Carl Killen. Yeah. There you go. Killing it by name, killing it by nature. Oi! Oi! <laughs> Fucking have some of that. Uh, have, have some of that. <laughs> have some of that, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Love that. Oh, mate. Uh, so, yeah, so that's my that's my second one. That is a buy it. Uh, what choice. is your last one, mate? Well, this one uh, is a film called Deep, which is a uh, another 2021 release. It's a Thai movie. Oh, okay. Again, uh, I've not heard of it. 
uh, directed by Jeff. No, you know, get love this one. Oh, Christ, <laughs> Jetterin Ratanazarikiat. What Woo. the fuck? You did that so well. I would have completely stumbled. Yeah, Jetterin Ratanazarikiat. You, you did it better the first time. I think I did. <laughs> I thought about it too much in the second Yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> you just stumbled. Never mind, though. It's way better. Even uh, the second one's way better than what I could do. Seriously. <laughs> uh, now, this this is also on Netflix. Um, oh, nice. Somebody has sort of said this is out there. I, th- I think it was Brian Stitcher. Um, oh, yeah. Had said he'd hey, seen Brian. it. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. So I thought, bugger it, I, I'm going to stick this on because it's on Netflix. And I thought I needed to do a bit of a Netflix purge. You know, I have these kind of <laughs> yeah. phases where you need to kind of work through each kind of. It's so satisfying clicking that remove from watch list. Oh, it? I love it. Oh, my God, honestly. I mean, I know sex is good, but have you ever unticked that box? Oh. <laughs> is, there, is there some kind of OCD with, with <laughs> doing that? Because I love getting rid of things like that i love it it's just it's like a clear out isn't it it's like a mm. it's like tidying up a room and then you go in it's like, oh my god this is so nice and spacious and i know where things are you know it's 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 that kind of mentality isn't it yeah, well, yeah. anyway so <laughs> i i managed to unclick deep from my list he marie condoed it <laughs> this this yeah this, this thai movie um is basically about um four teenagers who basically who have signed up for this program called Deep, which is where they have an implant stuck in their head that um, draws out um, some type of oh crap! I can't remember what the hell the thing is that it draws out. Basically, it draws out some kind of juice out of the brain. Okay. And the juice is basically what no, is it what keeps you uh, keeps you awake or alive or something? I can't remember. Like your adrenal gland. I, uh, well, it isn't that, but it's just basically stuck at the back of the back of the head. So I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. They, did, they did say, but it's gone. That's all right. That. I get the idea. Um, but they they get paid a massive amount of money, but they got to stay awake. But they got to do it over s- several stages. Stage one, they got to stay awake for like two days, or is it three days? No, two, two days. But if they fall asleep, they die. What? So why would you do this? I don't give a fuck how much money you get. Like, why? <sighs> so, basically, they've got to stay awake for two days for the first thing. Then they think, well, bugger it. We made so much money out of the first one. If we do stage two, which is like three days, we get even more money. So, the risk is higher, but you get more money. Uh, this is your classic fable of don't get greedy, in it? Well, exactly. But there's bit more to it there's a bit of a okay. like a, a twist and stuff i didn't mean so. that sneerily at all but no 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 like... i don't know what you mean though yeah so it's i really like I, I like the idea i like the story i like the whole concept of it um my only real issue is they've got the most annoying thai voices <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm not saying i'm not I'm not anti. Sorry, I'm not anti tire or anything wow. like that. But it's just. <laughs> it's like, bah, 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 bah. Matt! Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> no, but it's just it's 2021. You can't do shit like that. Oh my god! You're killing me. <laughs> no, it's just. I, it's. I've never had that in any other Thai movie. But in this movie, 
oh god, it's just starting to grate on me. Were they just like really high pitched or something? Yeah, I don't know. Right. It's just, it just, sorry, it just literally was just got this high pitched squeaking and it started to grate on me. But anyway. Oh. That's all right. We'd like to emphasize that Matt is not at all racist or. I'm not. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Not going down that road. It was just the, just the, you know, this high pitched squeaky voices was doing my head. They could have come from anywhere. Yeah. Fact. Um. But yeah. So, but apart from the annoying high pitched squeaky voices, was it good? Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of did. Um. It. uh, I wouldn't say buy it. I would say rent it. It's. It's well worth a watch. Three for three. Rent it for you. Yeah, it's it's not getting particularly good ratings on IMDb no. or or um, Letterbox, but hey. Oh wow, they tried. They tried. No, it's, they tried. I, I, re- I really like the story though. This like I think that concept of like sleep deprivation and things it has been done because there was that whole the experiments in um what's it in it wasn't in america that they had those like sleep oh no it wasn't it was a nazi german camps or something wasn't it or something something oh god someone someone on the page fucking educate me because i'm clearly an ignoramus on this but there's something like a camp or something or an experiment or something i can't remember as soon as i as soon as someone said i was like yeah that's fucking it but i can't remember off the top of my head where they would like do sleep deprivation and it was really abusive and they told them that they were going to have all of this like cash and there was going to this and this and this and really it was just essentially torture um, oh God. and it was all covered up and stuff okay. and then it wasn't it was like the CIA it was always oh, by, by the CIA pretty sure it was by the CIA right okay they did it not now not Nazis <laughs> oops <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, both of us honestly terrible um, but anyways although ice lately <laughs> um that's another podcast, <clears throat> Darren Wilson, Psychosmantic, check it out. Um, but yeah, so um, I think like that concept has been done a few times okay. before. So this is why I was kind of like, oh, it's one of those, just because I think like it's not something that seems like overly, overly original to me. So I'll probably check out Seventh Day before I check out Deep, honestly. Okay. No, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. What's your um, third? What's your third? My third is... Um, is one that I did, I've mentioned. I did it for a podcast on the stairs, and that is Scream Four. Um, I actually rewatched all the screams um, for the Russian Roulette episode, so because it's been quite a while since I've seen them all, and I wanted to kind of go in with them freshly in my mind, um, yeah. so that I could like essentially answer Duncan's questions. <laughs> um, uh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so I've watched all of them, but uh, I'll, I'll focus on Screen 4 because that one is a film that I hadn't seen until really went, since it came out. And I remember not liking it at first. I can't remember a single thing about it other than a few cast members, um, like Hayden Penentier or whatever she is. And um, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anna Paquin okay. as well, but she's in it for like two seconds. Um, but... Um, Anyway, so yeah, so I had a part of Russian Roulette and it's actually the one that I wanted to get out of all four of them because it was one that I didn't really remember and I wanted to go in and, and watch it like with fresh eyes. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was a real pleasant surprise. It's not perfect. Um, I've shared the episode on the page if anyone is interested in hearing my full thoughts on it. Um, and they are full and thorough and extensive. <laughs> okay. um, but in my defence... Duncan was chatting just as much as me, so I'm not to be blamed. Um, but um, yeah, so I came out 
from watching it um, feeling very differently to the first time. I think a lot of the nuances went over my head before um, because I just wasn't overly knowledgeable about horror okay. 10 or more years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And I appreciated what they were doing a lot more. There's some stuff that I didn't, I, it didn't really wash with me and I didn't really kind of like appreciate about it. But at the same time, for every, there was a lot more that I did like about it than I didn't. Um, and overall, it was just, it was a really, really great watch. So um, that, again, is a buy it from me. That's back from 2011, so not quite 2021. No, that's good. No, um, it's, yes, it's a good, I mean, really good series. Um, yeah. If you haven't watched the screen movies, um, go and watch them, because they are very good. <laughs> I'm so excited about the fifth one coming out. Are you? Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. That's uh, January, is it? Yes. I think so, which is yeah. creeping on as fast. I realised the other day it's only four months till Christmas. Like, oh. in four months' time, we'll be, like, putting up Christmas decorations. Oh, you're joking. Oh, God, yeah, I know, it? right? It's gone by fast, huh? Like, it's only going to be, like, another two months and we're going to be doing, like, Halloween. What the hell? Like, it's going to be October. Next month, it's autumn. I am so excited. Although, thanks, global warming, autumn doesn't really kick in now until, like, mid-October, so... Yeah, we're going to get a serious heat wave, aren't we? Cheers for that. Um, yeah, although, did you have some thunderstorms earlier? Yes. Oh, we had proper thunder and lightning, and it was so fucking cool. And I still, we have this, like, um, <laughs> like um, sort of awning kind of thing. Basically, the previous owners tried to be cheap and make a conservatory, but without having to get, like, a conservatory license or whatever you're supposed to get when you make a conservatory. Yeah. And... Um, you know this is a landscape gardener and um, yeah so they basically just put like a plastic roof over a bit of the sort of stone patio that we have in, um, as you go out into the garden and then put like a bunch of like plastic sheeting around it I, I bet the noise is cacophonic is that it's the word? yeah cacophonic but I love it. it like rain I'm such a basic bitch but I don't give a fuck rain is legit to god like one of my most favorite sounds it just soothes me but we got rid of all the plastic shit because it was ugly and discolored and gross and honestly i don't know what it is but you don't get wet under there even though there's nothing around the sides you still don't get wet it's amazing and so me and um my kid ava and, and my partner michael we all kind of just stood under there huddled just watching the rain and like listening to the thunder and watching the lightning and then Aww. ava complained because it's it's too wet <laughs> too oh, wet better. mummy I was like, all right, then let's go in. Then I'll Suck it spoil, off. Spoil, spoil, spoil. Oh, um, never mind. But yeah, it was fucking lush, and I recorded a bit of it, and it was, yeah, it was good. Oh, and I wasn't sure if that was over your way as well, because it was then. Yeah, but it blew in from west to east, so. Oh, yeah. well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to last, and I'd kind of get a bit of an ambience in the background here on the recording, but alas, no such luck. No, unfortunately yeah. not. No. Okay. Right, should we move on to our next segment? Like movie news. Oh, is oh, it movie wait, news? No. Yeah, it's movie news. Oh, <laughs> We're so good at this. <laughs> yeah, movie news and movie something. Well, that's a shame. I've got everything completely out of, out of sync. Uh, right, I have got some movie news. Again, you know, some of it's good, some of it's shite. That's all right. It's news is news. And news is news. Um, did you know there's going to be a new Predator movie? I had heard whispering. Yes, I, this rings a bell. Well, <laughs> Skull is its name. <laughs> That's original, isn't it? <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's tickling me, but it, it is. Skull, Skull is his name. Skull. Skull. Well, yeah, Skull is an origin story about the first time a predator comes to Earth and filming is almost completed already. Oh, wow, fair play. I This could go either which way, I think. It could either be awesome or it's going to be shit. I, I've got a good feeling about it. Who's in charge of it all, do you know? Well, here we go. Um, a new predator film is on the way from 20th Century Studios and Collider learned today that filming is nearly completed on the prequel that's currently titled Skull. The site connected with Jungle Cruise producers John Davis and John Fox, who confirmed the film's title Skull, whilst also revealing that Dan Trachtenberg, Trachtenberg, upcoming uh, upcoming Predator movie, will be an origin story about the Predator's first journey to this planet. Why does that name ring a bell? I am going to have a look. Have a look. I you keep, carry on talking. I keep, keep spieling. In the yeah. film, um, Amber Mid Thunder. That's her <laughs> name. Jesus. No, that sounds almost like a porn star name. It's it does. <laughs> Mid Thunder. You just imagine yeah. her to have huge thighs. Um, yeah, yeah, but like those kind of proper, like staunch, good, solid gonna... thighs. Oh, like the thighs <laughs> in. Funnily enough, oh my gosh, how's this for a segue? Jeez. So this guy. He is the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane and he's done Black Mirror and stuff. He's done a bunch. I still like fucking knew his name. But he also is the director of some of the episodes of The Boys. And what I was going to say is like the episode of The Boys where she basically skull fucks him to death. Oh, God. But like sits on his face and like squeezes his head in. Oh, God. Yeah. Should... Have you not watched The Boys? No. <gasps> oh, Matt, what are you doing with your life? Really? Oh, 100%. Okay. Oh, do it. I shall add uh, it. Next time I speak to you, I swear to God, if you haven't watched at least a couple of episodes of The Boys... Is that, is that on Prime? It's on Prime. Okay, done. It's free. It's so, so good. Um, yeah. Okay. Watch it. Okay, anyway. I should do that. Anyway, back, back to... That's what uh, you're saying. Back to Amber Thunderthighs. Uh, she <laughs> stars as a Comanche, <laughs> Comanche woman who goes against gender... Oh, here we go. She goes against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior. The plan for Skull was to emulate what was so great about the first Predator only with a strong female hero. It nice. Goes, mm, it goes back to what made the original Predator movie work, Davis explained. It's uh, ingenuity of a human being who won't give up, who's able to observe and interpret, basically being able to beat a stronger, more powerful, well-armed force. Um, blah blah blah. Just some other little bullshit. But yeah, I it's think. All about girl power, then. Sorry, what, what? What? All about girl power. Yeah, I think so. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Um. Oh, but it's rumored that Skull is heading straight to Hulu. Oh, fuck off, Hulu! You I get know. So much and we're not in the UK. We don't get it, do we? We don't get it. We don't even have the option. It's not as if we can even like you know try. Bastards. And then there's that one, and then there's another one, isn't there? There's Hulu, and then there's Tubi. That's it. Tubi, yeah, we don't get that either. No, we don't get that either. <sighs> oh, well. Say how it is. Pants. Pants right. is how it is. Oh, you said pants. I think you just said cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... more, more apt. Sure. Cunts. There you go. <laughs> You happy now? Sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Pollock. We managed. Oh, God, <laughs> no, we managed to get so far into the episode without saying cunts, but now you have to ruin it. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Straight. I love how it's almost our catchphrase now. Cunts. <laughs> There's so, so many other podcasts that do say it, though. Yeah, it's not. I, I'm told you, I said before, I'm fucking claiming it back. Lot the Aussies, they say it. They do say it, and mm-hmm. I love them for it. Absolutely. No, let, no, let's normalise cunt. <laughs> that's our new slogan yeah screw a couple of bozos chatting about horror now a new slogan is now let's normalise cunt <laughs> that's going to go down sound so well on Apple Podcasts isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah I think we'll be removed rather rather quickly ah uh, well if they can get away with jaws of shite we'll, we'll put some like, asterisks in it we'll put some stars it'll be fine yeah it'll be, it'll be cute it'll be a cute cunt <laughs> Uh, we should uh, start up uh, the Necronomicon again. Oh, the Necronomicon, yeah. Oh my god, because uh, you know our our title isn't hard enough to say as it is. Still, it could have been it could have been Necronomic Conversations. And, it could have yeah, been, be, and I still can't say that. Well, ne- well, clearly, I've mastered it for when I go off on my own little side podcast and I've stolen stolen ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not have time for that. Um, what else? What have we else got? is else? out there? Um, the five film Underworld franchise bringing werewolves and vampires to 4K Ultra in October. Okay. If you like that series, um, do you like that series? I do. I haven't seen it in forever though. Um, but it's one that me and my uncle used to watch a lot of together because he's really into like supernatural action stuff. Um, so we would crack on Underworld and all the rest of it. But it was such a long time ago, I can't really remember what happens. But I just remember enjoying them. I think it's just like it was, it's just it's just don't take it too seriously. Just have fun. Kind of like Resident Evil. It, yeah, it was too it's in de- my mind. Are very much a popcorn kind of movie. Bedfellows. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't switch your brain off. Don't think about it too hard. Just have fun on this ride. Enjoy the leather. Enjoy hot females running around with guns. Yeah, and just you know, that's that. Try not to spaff. Try not to spaff. I mean, no one would blame me if you did though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, Underworld, Underworld Awakening, Underworld Evolution, Underworld Blood Wars, and Underworld Rise of the Lycans, um, and the limited edition set releases in October fifth. I actually think I've only probably seen the first two of those and thinking about it. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love this franchise, and I, I think I've only seen the first two. The name, other names, just don't ring about at all. So. I think I've seen most of them. I don't think I've seen Blood Wars, but then I, I, I can't. I can't remember either. Most bad with each other then. <laughs> These films are so great. Yeah, brilliant. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, cool. And else? Yeah, this, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, there's a new documentary um, called Shark Exploitation. Oh dear God, Dan Bone, are you listening to this? Are you listening to this? Dan Bone of Podcast on Haunted Hill. He loves anything shark, trashy, oh, yes, you fucking remember you said. late night, you know, three in the morning type movies with shitty effects and sand sharks and, and all that type of shit. Sand sharks and ice yeah. sharks. Yeah, Sharknado. all of the stuff that came off after Sharknado. Like Sharknado is like the cream of the crop if you can fucking believe it. Um, yeah, like priest sharks or something. Uh, oh my god! god. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit, and Dan fucking is here for it. And honestly, I'm here that he's here for it because watching his posts online are hilarious because they just get worse and worse and worse, and it makes me laugh. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, Dan Bone, get your ears around this if you haven't heard already. Yeah. Go for it, Matt. Well, uh, yeah, 
Uh, new documentary, Shark Exploitation, explores the massive impact of Jaws. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, released in 1975, Jaws, directed by Steven Spielberg, was still likely to top any list of the best shark-themed horror movies ever made. Now a new documentary will explore the film's massive impact on horror and the subgenre genre it created. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Um, uh, synopsis. Uh, produced by Steven Scarlatta, uh, Kerry Dynan and Roy... Just Roy. Oh no, sorry, so Carrie Dine and Roy. Hello. Oh. And Josh I Miller. Like Rob Roy or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Roy. <laughs> the feature length documentary will delve into the subgenre of shark exploitation films from Corman's nineteen fifty eight She God She Gods of Shark Reef to the release of Jaws and the subsequent knockoffs. Crackalack and that um, sounds actually really fun. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean I I I love shark movies too. I mean the majority of them pretty shit to be fair yeah but they are those things where you go in and you know what you're getting and it's just again it's it's popcorn stupid nonsense just just don't take it seriously just enjoy the humor in it and yeah see i mean actually i don't literally i don't think there's many that that good no they're all fucking terrible like they're all of them terrible but like that's the that's the charm well not all of them well not jaws shallows is quite good Oh no, but I don't include that. I don't include stuff like forty-seven meters down. Those are actually good. I mean, like. But they'll, like they'll, they'll be they'll be included though. Oh right, okay. It's just basically all shark movies. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, I do enjoy. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed forty-seven meters down far more than I expected to. Um, I actually realised actually over the last year or two that I really enjoy kind of creature feature threat crocodiles and sharks and whatever i really enjoy it and it's a subgenre that i don't give enough attention to and i feel like i should remedy it because they are just so much fun they're high adrenaline and tension and you know like geez, yeah they're great yeah i i agree with you but the, my issue is like i just said i think the majority is shit I mean, I, like, I, what, what, what are you saying out of like that of shit? Like, which ones are coming to mind? Well, okay, I, I enjoyed forty-seven meters down, mm-hmm. but but the second one was shit. Uncaged. Oh god, fuck off! It was rubbish. <laughs> um, Have you seen the Meg? Sorry, what? Have you seen the Meg? The Meg. Okay, see, I think that could have been really good, but for but. me, it was just a bit fucking stupid. Um, that's just cracked on Netflix. So I was meaning to check it out. Um, I mean, yeah, watch it by all means. It's it's more of a kind of like an action movie than. That's okay though, because I think kind of like Deep Blue Sea is more action than anything. Well, I suppose it and is. And I love Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I mean, Deep, it's got some Deep really Blue good kills. Good. Like, um, oh fucking what's his face? Who? Oh god, Michael Rappaport. Um, his death is just so unfortunate. Like he has the worst time of it. Um. And it has got some, like, it has got gore in it, but, like, if I would say it was, like, more action-based. Yeah. But I would, like, but if someone wants to call it a horror, I wouldn't disagree either. But, like, for me, I would say, like, it's, like, an action horror as opposed to a horror action. Yeah. Um, But I love that film. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I know it's stupid and silly and whatnot, but I fucking, I just have so much fun with that film, especially because that's Samuel L. Jackson's speech. 
and then how he just folds up. <laughs> just suddenly boom. It's just he just sometimes like just pulls his pin out of the back and he just deflates. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, I, and I love it. I love all of that. So um, yeah, and I watched Rogue last year as well, and I really enjoyed that. And I watched. Um, yeah, Rogue was good. Rogue was good. Yeah, and I although I watched. Um, oh God, what did I watch lately? Another alligator one. It was from last year oh not the one where they're in the caves yeah it's like the descent but with alligators and it was shit it was utterly shit it was so shit <laughs> with like diet coke chris hemsworth yeah no it's shit oh, it was rubbish that was rubbish but then there was another one that i have seen crawl crawl was good i can't say yeah that, yeah crawl was pretty good pretty good that's on my year but that was a good one um I don't think anyone's going to be surprised when you say that because if I like those kinds of films, then that was one yeah. of the better ones. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think it's, I th- yeah, I think you're right. I think when it hits, it gets it good, it gets it really good. I think when it's terrible, it's, it is terrible. But then I think you get those ones that are in between where they're so bad, they're good. And that's the stuff that I was thinking of when it comes to shark exploitation, where mm. it's like, you know, five-headed sharks and it's like they oh, right. come on yeah, yeah. land and they come out of your toilet and it's all like do you know what I mean and it's Tara Reid running around and you know, like, yeah 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 and uh, that's why it kind of comes to mind when I think of sharks exploitation yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean have you seen um, have you seen the new one Great White no I haven't that's, I haven't heard of it uh Duncan did a mini review because I think he oh, God, I'm so he behind on his show did a chat with the director I think. Oh, oh no! I no, I listened to that. I just listened to it fucking ages ago, and the director was such a nice guy. I was, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. So nice. I and I even, I think I even put a post about how fucking nice he was. I <laughs> oh, this is shameful. I said I'm gonna totally check out that film just based off how nice he is, and now I can't even fucking remember the title. So, <laughs> but <laughs> but thank you for reminding me because I do want to check that out. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not very good, but never mind. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> oh! I'm going to no. check it out, and I'm, I'm going to okay. form my own opinion. Um, but do it. <laughs> oh, but well, the director's a really nice guy, so there's that. Do it for him. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was doing it for anyway. I was like, give the guy a little bit of love, do you know what I mean? Like, he's a yeah. new director and okay. stuff, and yeah. Um, cool, anything else? No, nah, that? that's it. That's it. That's all for, uh, for, for yep. horror movie news? And yeah, there's nothing yeah. else, really. Shall we move on to our next one then? Uh, let's do it. What blu rays are around the world? Let's go to the sale bin. Let's go to the sale bin. Right, let's go to France. And here's another segue The Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh my god, I tell you what, we are just fucking professionals. Boom. I'll tell you what. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the Meg oh, at the Meg? Three, three euros. Three euros? Yeah. Shut up. That's like one pound fifty or two pound or something. Something like that. Actually, no, it's probably about three quid, isn't it, with the <laughs> with the exchange rate? But still, that's fucking nothing. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? That's really good. So that's the only one from uh, from France, I'm afraid. Oh. Um, in Germany, we've got Martyrs at four euros ninety seven. The original. Uh, no, two thousand and six. That's neither of the years that it came out. Two thousand eight or two thousand fifteen. Oh, is it? Oh God! What are you thinking then? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> fuck knows. It's one of them. Go check it out and have a bit of a gamble. Is it? Yeah. It's just random, euros, random, mart- random martyrs. Just go I'll for tell it. What, that's a that's a Russian roulette, isn't it? I'll tell you what, you get the wrong one, you fuck, absolutely fuck. It's 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 the brutal one. 
Oh, it's the, it's the good one, the it's 2008 the one. one then. Yeah. All right, cool. There you go. 2008, That's not 2006. My apologies. That's all right. That's I a pretty, um, good price, though. It is. I thought it was. If I hated myself, I'd probably buy it. And if I was German. If you, hate, German. If you hated yourself. I just, it just, it brings back such trauma for me. Like, it's a fantastic film. I've seen it um, since I first watched it, but that was my, my first introduction to, like, Oh, yes, I, I remember you said I've it was the... I saw the story, and I was not yeah. ready or prepared for it in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, it's pretty hefty. <laughs> it's just traumatic for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that opening scene, Jesus. It wasn't even the opening scene, it was just the systematic beating. Oh. That was the bit that really got me, was the... Oh, and the bit with um, when they t- pull out the... The, the the like her tra- her head kind of in- oh what, what am I trying to think of the, the it's like a, a metal thing that's been drilled into her head and they remove it and it's just the bit where they remove all of the screws that's right oh. like that that bit and then the systematic beating is just that's what got me it's enough to make you cringe and curl- it made me at the time I mean I think I was about twenty one or something and was just used to like the conjuring and stuff. Like, at the time, it physically made me feel sick. Did it really? Jeez. Yeah, legit. Like, me and my mate were just, hor- like, legitimately horrified at what we were watching. Didn't turn it off, though. <laughs> oh, fair play <laughs> we, for sticking with it. Yeah, we were like, do you know what? We were just so taken aback by it, I don't even think the thought occurred to us to just turn it off. Um, <laughs> just keep on watching. Yeah, we just kept on watching. But, yeah, I'm glad that I did, because I'm glad I got to the end on it. And then I watched it again more recently, and I'm like, oh, it's actually it's not as bad as I remember, but there's still that initial trauma that will be forever well drilled into my head like a fucking (laughs) whatever it is yeah carry on okay um still in germany uh i spit on your grave deja vu oh is that the new one yes 2019 Mm, four four euros 97 okay you've not heard good things no i've heard it's a little bit what's the point oh okay i haven't seen it so yeah i don't know i mean i haven't seen it but this is what I've, i've i've heard Okay. Uh, segwaying again, ice sharks, believe it or not. <laughs> Can you believe this? Yeah, four euros 35 in Germany. Fair play. Fair play. Right, let's go to Australia. Um, Australia? Why do we do this every time, honestly? I know, they must hate us. Yeah, they really must. Uh, Sorry, Aussies. Your favourite film, uh, Suspiria. No! Oh, wait, which one? The remake. Oh, 2018. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes, uh, okay. Seven Aussie dollars. That is amazing. It's a good price. Really good Aussie, price. Aussie dollars are like, they're high. So. Yeah, it's like a really good price. Yeah, that is a really good price. And you get some decent extras on it as well. If, if I'm yeah, I should imagine so. I haven't cracked my copy out in so long because what I like to do is I like to watch it on Amazon Prime. So it's got my like numbers from the purchase, but then it still gets my numbers from the from the streaming because i'm so so pissed off at like how pantsly it was marketed and distributed um and as a result i mean not maybe not necessarily really from that but it definitely did not help it in in terms of it's um like it made fuck all money back compared to how much like it they had like a 20 million budget and i think they made something like three million back um but a lot of it was down to just absolute shite distribution um and i'm so pissed off at that um because there was a whole like trilogy planned based around the like the really and and, the, and not but not like well, how argento did it where it's kind of like all set in modern day it was supposed to have gone back 
like to their it's kind of not an origin story so to speak because I don't want it to be kind of associated with that kind of eye rolling uh, origin story but like it was supposed to kind of go on with like Madame Mar- um like Madame Marcos I think was supposed to be involved okay. with it yeah, and, like, yeah. her beginnings kind of thing and all that kind of stuff and it sounded so fucking interesting and yeah it's probably never going to happen because of shit distribution and shit marketing um, because, and it made fuck all back and I'm annoyed so That's I do real try shame. to yeah it is and I, I, so I do try to, in my very small ways that probably make no difference whatsoever, whenever I watch it, I'll watch it through streaming as opposed to my Blu-ray so that they get the numbers. Oh, that's Yeah. Good. I like that. I like that. Plus, it's got my girl Dakota Johnson. I fucking love her. And you can at me if you want to, but I'll just at your back. It's <laughs> all right. I no, fucking she's, love her. She's very good at it. She's fucking awesome. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Tremors. The original Tremors. Five Aussie dollars and 67 cents really good yeah that's really good it is really good um and it gets even better uh or does it <laughs> alien versus predator <laughs> oh uh 5.49 i tell you what amazon are trying so hard to get rid of that because i swear that keeps cropping up in different countries <laughs> it does i think <laughs> it does thing. and then they're just like okay it's not worked here let's try it let's try it sell it here uh yeah <laughs> um fright night 2011 that's not too bad actually i've not as far seen as it remakes goes yeah it's it's fun it, i mean it's not the original because duh, but like it's it's pretty fun five forty nine. that's pretty yeah i'd pay 5.9 for that okay cool uh right to canada um shin godzilla oh yeah nine uh, Canadian dollars and 99 cents and this is nice. a DVD Blu-ray combo so you got two. Oh, that's not bad isn't that considerate uh, Brightburn um, oh, yeah. 9.99 that's pretty good oh, God, oh my god we're segueing to the max Underworld Blood Wars what we uh, are on point yeah 7.99 I, have, I can't remember if I've seen that one honestly to know whether that's a deal or not no don't know I think for Canadian dollars, though, set anything for seven dollars <laughs> is probably a deal. <laughs> yeah, just fucking just throw money at it. Why not? <laughs> Don't buy maple syrup. Buy Underworld Blood Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need in life. Well, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, Identity. This is the one with John Cusack. Yeah, I love that film. Seven ninety-nine. Nice. We should cover that film one time. Yeah, no, it's a good film. Good film. Yeah, it's good. It is really good. It's been. A, it was a bit of a sleeper, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's, so. It's not. I think it's not. I think everyone who's seen it really likes it, but it's just it didn't have. A, I think it kind of was one of those kind of flash in the pans. Like people were kind of all about it, and then it just kind of disappeared for a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. If we yeah. do cover it, can we can we leave it for a couple of years? Because <laughs> I've seen it twice very recently. <laughs> I don't oh. want to see it again very recently. Oh, you'll just, I'll just expect you to be boned up on everything and oh, not need no, to, you know. No, <laughs> My brain just forgets everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. All right. We'll right. leave it a bit. Uh, let's go to the USA. Uh, the original Night of the Living Dead, $5.99. Nice. Shaun of the Dead, $5. <gasps> That's really good. It is. Poltergeist, $5. Nice, the original. The original. Schwing. Hereditary, five dollars. 
Oh, America, fuck off with your hoobie and your tubies and your fucking decent price. <laughs> and your boobies. Forget your it. Boobies. <laughs> uh, yeah, just fuck off with all your decent shit and you're okay. getting fucking nothing. All right. Victor Jealous. Cr- Although, in fairness, you've had to deal with so much shit the last four years. <laughs> 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 Give yourselves a break and go by Sean the Dead on Blu for $5. Uh, oh, brilliant. Um, and then finally, Victor, Cra- Victor Crowley. Do you know Victor Crowley? I know, well, I mean, I know I know Crowley from Supernatural. Oh, right. <laughs> don't know Victor Crowley himself. I know Victor Crowley in terms of, like, lore, but, like, I don't know the film specifically, I don't think. I haven't seen it yet, but... Victor, who's in that? Uh, now you push me under the bus. Always. Uh, have a look. Uh, hang on a minute. I'll go to the app. It'll be quicker. Uh, no, it won't. Oh, That's alright, because this is a ball late for me, because I have to edit all this out. So <laughs> every time I ask you, I'm throwing you, I'm throwing you under the bus. I'm throwing myself under the bus as well. So <laughs> this means extra bits of having to listen through. <laughs> That's why people people like this bit. That people like hearing his mumble. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, Victor Crowley. Oh God, no, that's just the person. Oh, you know what? I was thinking Victor Frankenstein with fucking Daniel Radcliffe and that. No, it, it, it's, it's basically it um, it's the dude dude in the swamps. What's it called? It's from the Hatchet movies. <clears throat> yes? Oh, that's yes, yes, yes. I yes, I know. Which will not watch it probably because I didn't even like Hatchet Number One. So I didn't know. No, I just. I just, uh, I just, mm, no, I, <laughs> I wanted to, I can see, I like the kills, um, mm. I hated every single fucking person, person. in that Yeah, film. yeah, I can see that. There is not one, ca- and that's really important for me, like, if I'm not going to get annoyed, like, they just annoyed me from start to finish. So All of them, just, yeah. Oh, every single one, and it was annoying because, as well, being a big Buffy fan and seeing Mercedes McNabb in there, who played Harmony in Buffy and Angel, um, and she was just, she was like the worst offender and I didn't, and I know, and I'm sorry lads, I am so sorry because I know you're all fucking chomping at the bit, but I did not need to see her tits because that is my childhood right there. I don't need to see Sarah Michelle Gellar's tits. I don't need to see Harmony's tits. The only tits I need to see is fucking Eliza Jushku's. So, like, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's my childhood and don't, don't fuck with my childhood, please. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I just, I found the character so fucking annoying i just couldn't enjoy the film even though the kills are really fucking good the, the, the kills are excellent yeah in, in, in all of them yeah i've heard that like apparently it's really good to sort of like watch back to back like mm. all of the, it's it's apparently one of those that kind of work quite well all together but i honest to god do not have the patience okay no, that's fair enough that's fair <laughs> sorry enough. no no sorry sorry well, if you have got the patience and you do yes. like a bit of hatchet type style, Victor Crowley is available for four dollars ninety nine in the USA. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> Going over to the UK. Woo. Uh, wrong turn. The foundation. Oh no, thanks. Oh wait, no, that's a new one, that's isn't a new it? New one. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I quite like that actually. Yeah. Sorry. Seven quid. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even realise that came out on Blu-ray, honestly. Yeah, straight out, and it's going cheap straight as well. Straight out at seven quid. <laughs> straight out at seven quid. Oh. Um, let the right one in. From, mm. wait, is that the one from 2008, or is that the remake from, like, 2011? Yeah, no, that's 11? 2000. Uh, it's, it's the, oh, God. 
Oh, now you can ask what again. Don't ask me. It's, it's the vampire one. Does it not just say? It's, it's yeah, the... both are vampires. One's a oh, remake. It's, does it star um, Chloe uh, Grace Moretz or does it star not her? No, it's the foreign one. <laughs> the foreign one. Okay, so the good one. Okay, good. Four ninety nine. Oh, the remake wasn't too bad, but it's just not a patch on the original, in my opinion. Okay. Four ninety nine. Wow, that is good. Hereditary, four eighty eight. Really? There we go. Wow. I mean, I suppose it's been three years since it's come out. But yeah. Still though. Uh, a bit of Hellboy, three ninety nine. If you like that type of thing. The, with the first, yeah, the the um. The original one. Guillermo del Toro one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, them from 2006 you know the French one no no it, oh, is oh it is it they or is it the remake it's 2006 oh if it's them because the original is il which is that's they. right uh, oh but if it's from 2006 I think that is the original I think it is because yeah Duncan did it yeah, it's part of summer series. This yeah. is literally all I'm basing all of my year knowledge. By the way, if it's in the last kind of twenty years, the only reason why I know the year is because it's in the summer series, <laughs> and I'm just passing off as like, oh yes, I know exactly what year that came out. No, no, I just I remember last year. Well done. <laughs> Yay me, gold Yay. star. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, that might be the original then, which is awesome. By the way, for people who don't know it, check it out. Check it out. Uh, especially especially check it out. Get it out. Do you remember that song? Oh god. I think the guy died, unfortunately. <laughs> I think the part of me just died. Um <laughs> three, <laughs> three, 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 <laughs> three pound ninety seven. <laughs> that was a catchy ass song. And finally, enough about your songs. Uh the first purge <laughs> the first purge, two pound ninety two. That's good. Yeah. I like the first purge. Some people don't, which I find odd. Yeah, it's all right. For, I really like it. So for eight pence off at three pound, bargain. That is not bad. And that's it. That's the sale bin. That's done it. Done and dusted. Done and done and done. Cool. So, shall we take a break with our trailer for the first film which do you want to introduce the first film being that it is your pick we can indeed the first film that we're going to talk about is them exclamation mark yeah. from 1954 directed by gordon douglas uh oh starring james whitmore edmund gwen joan weldon james arnas onslow stevens sean mcclory christian drake sandy desher Marianne Hawkinson and other peeps. Other peeps. Should we do the summary after the trailer? Let's do that. Let's do that. Cool. All right, then. Well, we will play the trailer now and we'll be back with you in a minute. And enjoy. I tell you, gentlemen, science has agreed that unless something is done and done quickly, man as the dominant species of life on Earth will be extinct within a year.
direction of the President of the United States, stay in your homes, I repeat, stay in your homes. Your personal safety, the safety of the entire city, depends upon your full cooperation with the military authorities. Yes, cities, nations, even civilization itself, threatened with annihilation, because in one moment of history-making violence, nature, mad, rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. For born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust were things so horrible, so terrifying, so hideous. There is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true. And there shall be destruction and darkness come up in creation. And the beast shall reign over the earth. Yes, the earth, the skies above and the seas below, infested by swarms of nightmare creatures, crueler, deadlier than the armored giants of prehistoric eras. Here is a wild, headlong flight into terror as the desert erupts with the grim battle for survival. Here is a fear-frenzied moment of suspense as mankind totters before a thing that multiplies faster than it can be killed. Here is a desperate plunge into the black depths of the earth where human courage challenges the brute force, the slashing jaws, the poison fangs that guard the subterranean nest where the beast spawns its terrible progeny. To all units, to all units, condition red, grain 267 is the target area. Repeat, condition red, grain 267 is the target area. It's a very short synopsis. The earliest atomic tests in New Mexico cause common ants to mutate into giant man-eating monsters that threaten civilization. Oh, I just... I just love that whole kind of 50s B-budget kind of... Yeah, very that. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, my uncle and me would watch and... It was like when I was at like a real kind of a wee ban, um, as he'd call me, and it, yeah, yeah, it's it's just ah, it's just cozy, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. It is indeed. So cool. I have some trivia for it. Let's do it. Um, so firstly, <laughs> this I noticed today is rated X on IMDb. Rated X. Yeah, have a look at the top. It's rated X. Not, I've got not rated. I've got an X. Mm. Oh. All right, well, I'm going with mine because it's more interesting. Well, as an X pornographic. Well, this is the thing. I was just like, why is it rated X? It wouldn't even get, it'd probably get just about a PG now. Like, <laughs> It must must be the ant dicks. <laughs> what? What did you I watch? Would, I obviously watched different movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yours is definitely rated X. Um, so, right, so this kind of blew my mind because I had to double check this from various different sources and they all said the same thing, but I swear to God, this was not technology back then, but it must have been, right? Mm -hmm. Was originally supposed to have been shot in 3D. Is that a thing then? Uh, it must be. You know what? I think it. Uh, yeah, 54. Um, yeah, maybe it was. Um, it had color, let alone fucking 3D. See, see, I remember in the 70s when I was about four. We, oh, were you back then during the war? <laughs> back during the war. The, um, yeah, they had a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. And that was on TV. And everybody was uh, handed out. Yeah, I remember other old people talking about that too. Yeah. <laughs> old people, yes. <laughs> Jeez, I'm only 47, I'm madam. I'm only joking. Madam, God, you've aged me about to the age of 47 <laughs> by calling me that. Jesus. Um, yeah, so anyway, apparently it was supposed to be shot in 3D. Who knew? Um, well, <laughs> these people, apparently. Um, but when it came to <laughs> shooting, um, the... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Warner Brothers cameras... Show me off. The Warner Brothers cameras malfunctioned, and so they then couldn't really shoot in 3D. Um, and they then scrapped the idea entirely and instructed that the film was to be done in widescreen, in black and white, but it wasn't filmed in widescreen in the end either. <laughs> so they're yeah. really, really just missing the mark every time here. But apparently this is why you'll have like certain shots where it's like, you'll have like flamethrowers or whatever going directly at the screen and things like that because it was supposed to have been shot in 3D. Yeah, yeah. Apparently a couple of the 3D cameras still worked, but they just kind of scrapped the idea of making it 3D, if that makes sense. They just mm -hmm. kind of kept the the scene set up, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it does. So James Whitmore, who plays Ben, um, he will... <laughs> this is such a fucking... <laughs> this is such a fucking, like... Oh, men and their egos, honestly. This is like Tom Cruise all over it. James Whitmore, who plays Ben, wore lifts in his shoes to compensate for the height difference between himself and James Arnaz, who plays Bob. Um, yeah. <laughs> just like, dude... It's fine, you're short, it's okay. Um, so, this is probably, people who are familiar with this film, this definitely will be things that people, something that people know, um, but I didn't, and so I'm throwing it in here because I think it's kind of cool. Le uh, Leonard Nimoy, um, who plays famously Spock, um, has a small uncredited role as a staff sergeant in the communications room. It literally looks nothing oh. like him when you go back, but yeah, he kind of, like, the camera follows him a bit, and he's, yeah, he's, He's like there, but like he doesn't really speak or anything like that, so he's uncredited. Um, but yeah, um, during the end battle scene, so the ants that they had, they were all animatronic, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell yeah. from looking. <laughs> like, I don't know why I needed okay. to point that out specifically because, duh. Um, anyway, so one of them had its sides removed, so you can see inside all the like mechanics and how it works and stuff. And I went back to try and find that, but um, I couldn't. Um, but apparently it's there. It's probably just me missing it. Um, so, um, yeah, when the director, Gordon Douglas, asked the editor w whether it looked okay, um, Thomas Riley was the editor, he said that it looked fine. And then Gordon Douglas then asked him whether it looked honest, whatever that means. And then uh, Thomas <laughs> Riley replied with, as honest as 12 foot ants can look. Which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, you know, he's not wrong. Um, the weapons used were army-grade weapons from World War II. Um, they had them out on loan. Um, and although the characters that they played weren't actually soldiers, uh, the actors who handled the weapons were trained. WW, uh, I've just written WW2, so I've just... World yeah. War II. Yeah. Okay. Combat. So yeah, they were actually World War II combat veterinarians who had actually used not those specific weapons, I doubt, but those kind of weapons during the war. So this yeah. is why they all look very, you know, adapt to it. <laughs> um, adapt to it, even. Um, originally, the script had the end climactic scene set in New York City in the subway, but this was scrapped partly due to budget, but also mainly due to the horrified reaction of New York City's Transportation Secretary, William Daly, um, when he heard that suggestion. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a shame, I think. I think it would have been cool. I think it works well, mm. though. I don't know why. I think it's something about the desert and stuff. I think it works well. Um, but, yeah, apparently it wasn't just that. It was also down to budget, but um, sport, sport. Um, so, the famous Wilhelm scream. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. What? <laughs> no. Do you not? No. So it's this scream. Okay, so this is a scream that was recorded, well, according to my notes here, it was only developed three years prior to this film being made. Um, but it's this, it's this it's this stock sound of someone screaming. I can't remember the original film that it came from, but it's used in like thousands of films and every time it's used in a film on imdb it clocks it um, I, n I never knew that yeah yeah it's this just this footage so if you have someone like it's using like indiana jones and stuff it's like using so so much and it's like usually if someone like flies off the side of a cliff or it's like gets crushed by a tree it's like this ah kind of it's oh, very right. like when you if you look it up when you hear it you'll know it because it's in everything and it's one of those things where like when you know it you kind of pick it up what, what was it what's it called again it's called like the wilhelm scream i think it's called. the it's wilhelm it. scream. yeah it's um or villain scream maybe because i think it's german um it's spelled w-i-l-h-e-l-m -E yeah yeah okay yeah so um if you look that up you will hear it and you'll probably go oh i know what that is and oh. yes it's basically that <laughs> um so yeah it says only developed three years prior to this film being made but it's used three times in the film crikey yep um yeah usually only get it maybe like you get it once maybe twice but yeah three times is quite a lot they were clearly digging it um this is one of warner brothers highest grossing films of that year and funnily enough they were quite um unsure about taking it on which is weird because their previous um biggest film of the year for the previous year uh was i want to say Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea and that was like another monster movie and as i say it did really fucking well so i don't know why they were a little bit unsure but basically uh, i think it was 20th century fox were gonna take it off them um but there was all of this kind of like they, they what they did is they they massively overbought it like they 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 offered them waste like so much money that then um warner brothers became kind of suspicious of like why are you giving us so much money for this like prop uh, like oh, okay. product and so they then changed their mind and they kept it because yeah and yeah. it ended up being very very successful so yeah um yes so the yes uh, the film has either been featured in or inspired movies um, across time. So, uh, for example, Eight-Legged Freaks, 
Ant-Man and the Wasp and Edward. It also inspired computer game Fallout 3 and Van Morrison named his band Them after the film and the Misfits wrote a song called Them with lyrics pertaining to the film. And mm. then last little bit, um, which is kind of cool. So Ted Sherman, who was the writer, the original script writer of it, um, was inspired by his extreme opposition to nuclear bombs and their use in Hiroshima, which was only like about five years or something um, beforehand. And, uh, oh no, it was in 45. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so much so that when he heard about it, he actually threw up quite violently in response to the news. Um, and then later on, not that day, probably, <laughs> but in life, um, he was inspired by to write this script by these seeds um, that were sold in America. And they used x-rays so that they mutated and the flowers grew much larger than normal, which I thought you might find mm. quite interesting as a landscape gardener. For example, mm. they had apparently the marigolds in this range were nearly a foot across. Bloody hell. Yeah. I don't know whether that's true or whether that was just like exaggeration to get the point across, but I've taken it as fact off a little documentary. That's seriously impressive. Right? I thought you'd get a bit dizzy over that. Mmm. Mmm. Love them marigolds. What? <laughs> um, so yeah, that is it for the trivia on that one. Um, okay. Matt, do you want to start us off seeing this little pick? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, I picked this one um, mainly because I hadn't seen it mm-hmm. and also because I thought it'd be good to go back way mm. back you know to like you know uh, one of the original and actually considered a, a B-movie classic really yeah. um, it really so, set yeah. the stage I think for those types of you know giant oversized bug things run amok kind of yeah, exactly. And I've kind of grown up with those type of films, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen this one. Um, and it's it wasn't quite what I was expecting. No? Well, it was what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting sort of like the Tarantula movie. Have you ever seen Tarantula? don't think so no um okay tarantula well i can't remember what what year that is from the same um type of era Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah anyway um so this is obviously you know like a creature feature giant ants going crazy the story i really liked i thought it was um yeah it's original for its time you know, in in the fifties, this is, you know, a, a new story. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, does, yeah, it, it does no, make no, sense. No, it does. It, it does. Well, this is, you know, we we're saying about how it kind of set that precedent for all of these types of movies. Then to, it, you know, it set the groundwork for them. So, um, you know, I mean, pretty much every kind of, you know, <laughs> it's been affected by nuclear waste or it's, you know, whatever. It's and you have these like oversized creatures as spiders or whether it's ants or whether it's mosquitoes or whatever you've got going on like it's it's all kind of follows this similar formula which has been laid out by this film um so yeah and like i i think that the 50s was really like the birthing age for these kind of b-budget um you know sci-fi horror films so 100 percent, yeah i get you yeah yeah 
Um, well, we're, we're not going to talk about whether I like it or not. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Keeping your cards close to your chest there, Matt. Maybe. Maddie boy. Maybe. 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 Um, like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm not the biggest fan of black and white. Ooh. Ooh. Meow, meow. I don't... Okay, it just... Pew, pew. Shots fired. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I just prefer colour. Just, I mean, just the way I am. Uh, just how I like it. Uh, but saying that, I really wasn't bothered about this being black and white mm-hmm. at all, because I, I knew it was going to be black and white. So I kind of, yeah. I think it serves it. I think with, it, it's like we were talking about before with the mist. Right with modern eyes and stuff, some of those effects in color don't necessarily hold up. In black and white, though, it like you know it it, it kind of what's the phrase where it's like um, kind of covers your sins but not that. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it basically kind of like covers it up, um, so you don't really notice it so much. And I think here, you know, it's, back in the day, this was like real ahead of its time kind of animatronics. It was real kind of cutting edge technology, um, but you know. We're what seventy years on from this film now, like crikey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, you know, it's. But I think with it being black and white, it still holds up actually really well. I mean, you can completely see how it's done, but it's. I think it still looks great, um, and I don't think it would have had that same impact if it was in colour, I think we would very much be able to see the strings, so to speak. Yeah, oh, no, I know, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm so shocked, even though I knew it was 1954, I am so shocked that it's actually 70 years old. That's mm-hmm. quite incredible, really. Yeah, it's mental, right? Um, yeah, uh, it is mental. Time is moving on. It's, uh, it's really well done for its, you know, for its time frame. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I think, like, what was the other thing I was gonna say? I think as well with black and white films, with this kind of genre, there is a like a, almost like a romantic, like it's almost a romanticized kind of vibe to it when it's black and white. No, yes. I don't mean literally yeah. romanticized, but it's that era. It's that that kind of time capsule where it was black and white and everything was a bit grainy and it was a bit this and it. Like I remember, I, I, I remember saying to Michael, who was sort of sat next to me while I was watching it. Um, and he was doing something else, but like, you know, I had it on. And it was today, it was this afternoon, and it was when we had that thunderstorm outside. And I'm watching this film, and. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And I was just like, this feels like a Sunday afternoon. Mm. You know, it's mm. like a Monday, but it that. feels like a Sunday afternoon. You've got the rain outside, it's a bit dreary, you know, we're just cuddled up on the sofa, we had a duvet, do you know what I mean? And I'm watching this monster flick in black and white, and it was just, it was perfect, you know? Oh, I had a awesome. coffee. Yeah. And like Michael, but Michael actually was quite funny because he um, turned around to me and as I say, he wasn't watching it. It's not like his kind of thing, but like he was just uh, on his laptop and um, and he turned around to me and he was just like, it's, they have the kind of voices that sound like a Western. And uh, funnily enough, like a lot of these actors came from Westerns and the yeah. director was a Western director, you know, and mm-hmm. um and he was saying how, like, for him, it reminded him of when he was younger and he used to go around his grands and she would always have, like, on a, on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, they always used to have, like, westerns on, on on TV. And so even though he wasn't really watching it and even though it wasn't it wasn't a western, he still had those kind of cosy vibes from it. 
And I just think it's this real kind of thing that you can really only get from this era um, where it's just that comfort food, you know? Mm. I don't know whether it's because I used to watch films like this. I mean, I think I've got a feeling that I did watch this with my uncle. I I thought I hadn't seen it, but I think that, like, there were bits in it that seemed really familiar. Um, And... um, and when I say when I was younger, I mean like under 10 years old. So my memory isn't that crystal kind of clear on it. Um, and Okay, so so in, so in this wasn't your first... Well, well, well you're I not sure. I you, don't know. We're I, I, assuming I this is your first watch. I mean, this is my first watch in terms of like, I can't remember watching it before, but there were just certain things that I was just like, this seems really familiar. And... It's the kind of film that my uncle loves. Like you watch, if you look at his DVD collection, it's just it's filled with like creature features and monsters and aliens and stuff in our space and you know all of that kind of thing. So it really wouldn't surprise me if I had seen it before when I was a lot younger. Mm. Um, and but it just it really kind of yeah it really created this sense of like comfort, which is funny considering it's just like you know giant creatures from and and I'll be honest, Matt, it did give me a little bit of PTSD from when we had that and the ant nest and stuff in the house <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, which we have got rid of now and the wasp nest has gone in our shed so we are free of insects and it's, it's good. free Whee! Um, but it, it was giving me a little bit of ptsd from that but like you know it's it is a it is that kind of just cozy up with the duvet and the rain outside and have a hot drink and just enjoy it it's yeah that's mm, good yeah so good. so I, I take it you you enjoyed it hmm so it's having a bit of a sip. Yes, I did enjoy it. Um, I, th- I didn't, I didn't think it was perfect. There was some stuff, and I think, I think to be honest, some of that is just down to the era in which it was made. But my sort of like list of things that I do like is far outweighs the list of things that I don't like. So mm. like, so for example, things that I don't like, uh, we'll just kind of brush on that real quick. So it was, it was more like it was kind of just me being a little bit critical. So <clears throat> like, yeah. Um, there's this bit where, like, she's, um, Dr. Medford is the, the, the daughter one, Pat. She's <clears throat> brushing away the sand to reveal prints left by the ants, but it's windy everywhere and this is loose sand. Oh, that's right. Yes. So it's like, that's, that's not okay. how sand works. <laughs> um, and so it's things like that. And then, like, as well, just if like the ants were truly that size then we would actually be fucked already because there would be hundreds and thousands of ants all roaming yeah. around yeah but yeah, like, you yeah. don't get a couple odd here and there like you know if anyone's had a picnic you see one there's a hundred coming so like if this was really happening the whole entire earth would be erupting <laughs> and how, exactly <laughs> and how, how, how could he miss 40 tons of sugar going missing Right, right yeah yeah and it, these are these are things that don't matter they don't matter really it's no. just like you know when you're watching it with like you know a view to podcast kind of thing then it does and also as well like it just <laughs> there's this bit later which actually um i really quite enjoyed because it was just so stupid <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah where where um they the the uh, the sergeants and whatever and the you know, people, um, they go and they visit Mr. Crotty, although I thought it was Crotty, because I had the subtitles on as well. And I was like, Crotty? That's a shit name, isn't it? <laughs> but I think it's pronounced Crotty. Because, you know, it's like when, like, people have the name Coburn, it's like pronounced Coburn. It's like, it's not though, it's pronounced Cockburn, isn't it? You know, like, you try yeah. and make it better yeah, yeah. than it is. Um, I can talk, because, you know, my last name fucking sucks as well. Pollock, Jesus. Um, 
although not for long um <laughs> but yeah so like it's when they it, you know they go out and um they've spoken to him and then they speak to the doctor guy who's looking after him and you know he's like oh he's, he's he's talking absolute nonsense but still you know just to be safe maybe don't let him out and despite you concluding that he is actually totally fine and of sound mind don't let him talk to anyone because otherwise <laughs> yeah. washington is going to hold you personally responsible <laughs> but we can't tell you why because we're being so secretive yes yeah, so you know real secretive and, and inconspicuous and this thing that he's saying is definitely not right it's definitely not true but maybe don't let him talk to people it's just like <laughs> dude who the fuck are you kidding here um it's like you know for people who are supposed to be working in government or whatever you're really not sly <laughs> nah, exactly not a exactly. sleuth are you um and then this one is sort of like less kind of just um picky and it's actually something that i kind of wish but it, maybe it was budget because you know the budget but i would have really loved to see the like the lacerations and wounds on the victims they kind of have that bit where they they kind of lift up the blanket or whatever the sheet and they and you know we don't see it we just sort of see their reactions and hear them talking about it like, yeah the yeah. horror fan in me would have just loved to have seen a bit of gore seen... in that moment you know yeah 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 but i, I get like you know it's probably budget and what and maybe just at the time it wasn't acceptable you know, I don't probably. Know. Um, I think you're probably right. But I, I can't really right. a little bit of that. But yeah, apart from that, like I, I really kind of enjoyed everything else. Like I um, thought it was well paced. I liked how it went straight into this mystery. I liked the way that they test the acid with the girl. I thought that was really clever, and she mm. has a very kind of cool reaction. Just going, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, that 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 reaction was yeah, it was bang it's, on. It reminded me of um, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers a little bit. Just the way it's that kind of staring and pointing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very um, good. I thought it was really well acted. Um, I really like when we first see the ants. It comes over that sun. over the hill. Yeah, <laughs> the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool. I really like, I really like the design of the ants, and I know that they're just ants, but I just, I think for back then they're done really well. I obviously like the, the whatever it is, the little like antennas that are kind of just floating around or whatever a little bit. But I really like the pincers. I, I saw at one point. Um, I don't know if it's like this all the time, but I noticed it at one point and it made me laugh. And some people could say it's a bad thing, but I love it. It looks like their eyes are just made of glitter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably what it was it probably just was a load of glitter like you know slapped just on stuck it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah i really liked it um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i just i thought the the practical effects you know especially as we said for that time was just really really cool i like the sonar sound that they had yeah oh i i thought that was excellent yeah right Re I, thought I thought that was really cool Really yeah, cool. and it's accurate. I looked it up. I was just like, because um, I didn't realise that they kind of had a language, so to speak. I just thought they communicated through touch and smell, and um, but yeah, it turns out that they do, and they use it as like code almost to let people into their um, nests. And apparently, there's this type of beetle that has learnt how to speak it to imitate. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and then it goes in and eats them all. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Right, fucking harsh. I, I, I liked how, how the film had a lot of little tidbits of ant info, which I, I never I knew. Love that before. documentary bit, the presentation. You know, yeah, that the ant can lift up to twenty times its own weight. That's yeah, like, I mean, like, brilliant. did you not know? Oh, I knew that. I, I have a fascination with ants. I think ants are fucking like so interesting. They are amazing creatures. Um, but I loved it. I, I felt like I was watching like a David Attenborough documentary. I mean, a really, 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 really old one. But like, <laughs> when he has that whole presentation, although I love how we're supposed to believe he just whacked this presentation up in like a few hours and like just, <laughs> here you go, guys. 
um but yeah i uh i really like that bit too i thought the expo on this film was really really cool um i liked the character of pat um the yeah the daughter dr medford i thought yeah. that she was like a really strong personality um especially for the 50s um i really liked how they had this female character i like how the other male characters were kind of a bit like unsure of her and like dare i say even a bit intimidated by her they, well, they, they, they respected her definitely i don't think they did you, you don't think they did no i don't think they did at uh, all uh, oh i thought they did i mean apart from giving her the eye when she's climbing out I mean, of the that's, plane that's the 50s for you it but was definitely yeah a bit like she says oh you know does my being like she says something like uh i've made a note about it where is it um so she says um yeah she says like oh you know does calling me doctor bother you if it bothers you you can call me pat and then he immediately does he just calls her pat so it clearly indicates oh, that it okay. does bother yes him. oh you must have picked up on that I didn't, um I didn't and that. then also as well like i mean it does also serve a purpose for the film because we have two dr medfords so it's kind of i guess as well to stop the audience from getting confused between the two um but then as well the way that like he and it's this old school chauvinistic kind of attitude which is kind of seen as you know i guess it's at the time it was seen to be um uh what's the word where you're like oh i can't remember the word now where it's like you you it's that old-fashioned thing of like you know you open doors and all that kind of thing like chivalry yeah chivalry um yeah, like I suppose he is trying to be chivalrous about it, but like he doesn't want her to go in because purely because of the fact that she's a woman, even though she's intellectually the most qualified out of everyone there, aside yeah. from her dad. But he's obviously old, as she points out, and it makes absolutely no sense why they would go in without her. And she's clearly capable. She's you know she's done perfectly well up until this point, and yet because she's a woman, they're like, now nah, love, you've got to stay on the back seat. Do you know what I mean? Um, and just sort of things like that. So I think a lot of it is from the time yeah and i get that i'm not you know what i mean like they're not gonna write a script that's going to be on par with stuff we have in 2021 but this is why i really loved her because she tells them what for do you know what i mean she's like fuck off i'm coming with you i'm way smarter than you lot i know everything about this you fucking need me if you dare think i'm staying up here and like fucking twiddling my thumbs got another thing coming and i really like that so even though that they were you know they were very kind of like uh, at times a bit disrespectful but also you know kind of just like didn't um like they 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 didn't really hold her to an esteem that they would say her dad or something like that because, purely because she's a woman i love the fact that the script writers put it in that she is very much her own person and that she's very much like she has the guts and the um the sort of self-belief to stand up for herself in very much a man's world of the time you know especially mm, against mm. fucking killer fuck off giant giants as well so i really liked her as a character um and i get that a lot of it is just from back when but you know i'm a feminist in heart so it bugs me that's all right um, <laughs> oh how did much you... did you oh sorry carry on you asked me uh, i was gonna say to you i was gonna say do you like the scene with the with the drunks i was literally <laughs> gonna say the same thing that's what i was gonna <laughs> ask you about Ah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. I love the humour in this. Oh, I thought that was brilliant. When he says, um, um, he says, I don't know where I was going and I don't know where I was coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
and like um uh, yeah it's so so funny and their little dialogue afterwards as well it's just it cracks me up um and then the woman's like oh I stayed overnight at a sick friends but i'm not gonna name names because he's a married man it's like all right love yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sure and um sick friend and then also as well when they go to the hospital and they see the alcoholic guy who's like seen the stuff and um i love it how he goes i don't think i've like related to anything else in this film as much as i relate to this line what have you been doing same as usual nothing <laughs> and then Brilliant. he's all like he's all, and also as well like the frustration and snippiness of like the generals and sergeants and stuff were just so funny and then he's all like make me a sergeant in charge of the booze oh, sorry. <laughs> i've got that written down as well it's so good i fucking love it i was proper laughing out loud at that i was just like yeah make him the sergeant in charge of the booze he's like i'll enlist if you make me sergeant in charge of booze it's like because that's a real fucking like role or whatever within the within the army but i i'd like the thought that it might be um yeah yeah and then uh yeah so th I, it was really that's what I wasn't expecting in this film. Like everything else in this film, I kind of was, I don't want to say expecting in terms of it was predictable, but you know, big giant monsters, and then we have like people in the army, and it's all very kind of like guns are blazing, and there's explosions, and whatever, and all that kind of stuff. That kind of thing I was kind of expecting, but I didn't expect the humour. Yeah. It really caught me off kilter, and I it, love it, it for it. I, it, yeah, exactly. I it was agree. really good. Totally um, agree. Did you? What did you think of the final scene, like the bit where they're all in like the sewers? Oh, that and was that was really good fun. I mean, I mean, it's a bit. I mean, I, how how was it that the the cops were given bazookas? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just an yeah. everyday cop, and he's firing off bazookas. Like, and he knows how yeah. to use it, and it's like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. A little yeah. bit far fetched. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. It um, the, the final scene was good fun. You know, I loved the way, you know, the, the ant picked up the soldier um, and, gets, and crushing him in his mandibles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was, it was fun. It was silly, but, I mean, not silly, but do you know what I mean? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely, I mean, this is the thing. All of my kind of, I'm very nitpicking on it. It's not anything that is detracting of my enjoyment of the film, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that literally is is just the fact I'd like to see a little bit more gore. But from back then, it's understandable why you wouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what? Right. So here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, if it was you and that you were that blokey and they were saying, right, blast the sewers, sewers, sorry, with the kids potentially still inside alive, mm -hmm. or wait till we find them, but potentially have the ants run amok. But you then also had to go and tell their mum. What would you do? Ooh. Gosh, that is a question and a half. That's like, would you rather question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it is. My, my daughter always asks me that, that question. Oh, uh, would you rather name, questions? Though. It is fun. Um, would you rather? Would I sacrifice? Oh, God. Would you sacrifice the kid for the, potentially the greater good, but have to tell the mum and have that conversation? Or would you wait and get the kids out, even though you don't know that they could still, they, they're probably dead and it runs the risk of more people dying? I would, oh, I, I would basically wait as long as I possibly could. Yeah. And, and then I think I, I would have to do the right thing, I think. Okay, so here's a question for you. Would mm -hmm. that still be your answer pre-parent, Matt? 
Probably, yeah. Yeah? Oh. Mm, I, th I think... Uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. you go, no, fucking blast the shit out of it. <laughs> no, I think... Uh, I, I would I would do my utmost to yeah do the best for the kids as, as long as I possibly could but if yeah. it was just like okay they're literally right here I'll be like I'm sorry it's gonna gotta do the right thing and yeah yeah I I agree I am the same um cool because I was gonna mm. say if you were gonna blast them up what would you say to their mum but you're not you're a good guy um, oh, do you know what's funny though? Because Ava was like hanging about and doing stuff while I was watching it, and um, and I was like, I was alright because it's you know it's an old timey movie, she'll be fine. <laughs> but she saw like it wasn't even like the the giant ants; it was the real ants in the presentation, and she she um, saw them and she just kept she was like monsters. Oh really? <laughs> and it was That's just funny. the the real ones. I was just like, oh, uh. like we're trying to get her to like be okay with bugs. But it's really hard when me and Michael are not okay with bugs. <laughs> and when society says you shouldn't be okay with bugs. Yeah, I just, I, they creep me out so much. And I really try hard to not be freaked out. But like, um, was it yesterday or earlier today? Like a fly was on like the rim of my coffee cup. And I freaked out. Because <laughs> it was just, I wasn't, ex not that I'm scared of flies, but I just wasn't expecting it. And so it just, it startled me. And so, of course, he then sees me oh my God. shrieking at a fly. And so she's now like, oh, my God, flies. And I'm like, oh, no. flies are like the least one to worry about. They're just annoying, though. They're just annoying. Just, oh, get out of my space. Oh. Uh, but yeah, um, so what is your, because obviously we've touched on it in like the trivia and things. Like, what are your thoughts on like, do you think that this is a good sort of commentary on nuclear war and like, all of that kind of stuff or do you kind of watch it and that doesn't really occur to you um, I, I, you know what i didn't really give much thought to be honest yeah. um i mean obviously war is bad any form of war <laughs> is bad what is bad okay okay well bad okay um so yeah i, 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 no, I didn't i didn't really think about it um but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it occurred to me before. I mean, before I looked at the trivia, it did occur to me because I think they kind of make it pretty obvious because they refer to it a lot. <laughs> but that's what they're saying. Um, yeah, because they also talk about Hiroshima and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Um, but it's not one that I think, like, you don't have to have necessarily that commentary to it for it to still do what it does. Yeah. It's not like one of those films where it's like, oh, you have to have all of this stuff to kind of spelt out together. to you. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Or even just for it to work as a film. Yeah. So, no, I, I get um, that. but I was just wondering if that was, if like, it, it, you know, yeah, I mean, I was aware of it, but I didn't really give it much thought. <laughs> Which is Fair. usually my whole life. <laughs> I was I was like I wonder if Matt's picked this film because there's like hardly any subtext to it and he just wants me to shut up for two seconds about subtext and lo then I bring in Sucker Punch uh, <laughs> uh -oh. which is subtext for days so buckle up guys in a bit um, but yeah anyway back to this one because I'm not on that one yet um, cool yeah I mean that's kind of all I got for this it was just a, a really fun 
film. And yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Did you um, uh, did you like the ending of it? It's quite ominous, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah, no, I, I like the ending. Yeah, I good. was. I wasn't sure if there was a sequel to it because it seemed to be kind of like. Almost indicating that there may be a sequel. Yeah, but um, it's odd because they have that kind of setup and it did really well, and yet no sequel. So mm. yeah, I mean, I don't think it needs it personally. Um, no, but, but I would have watched. I would have watched the sequel. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, is there a sequel? I'll check that out. Um, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what you thought of the ending with how it's all ominous and sort of left a little bit open. Like, oh yeah, we've got these people. Uh, like, we've got these ants. Sorry. And we've you know, save the day, but... But, yeah, yeah they exactly. could be back for more. They could be back for more. Um, but yeah, that is kind of all I've got. Yeah, there's not much really else to say about it, really. Um, yeah. Short and sweet, that one. Short and um, sweet. But yeah, it's not perfect, but uh, yeah, I would thoroughly recommend. Um, shall I go with my score? Do you want to do You can, first? yeah, no, go for it. Um, so I got eight sergeants in charge of the booze out of ten. Eight sergeants. <laughs> good. That's a good, good score. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I think considering the kind of like how groundbreaking and how important it was for fu- uh, for future films, I I think it's a good score for that. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I feel I feel bad for giving it six. Yeah, but on the Matt scale of one to ten. <laughs> Six yeah. is pretty good because if you're giving Alien an eight, yeah, then I think that's right. Whereas I'm giving Alien like a ten. I'm using Alien because it's like a sci-fi thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like you know, so if I'm giving Alien a ten, I think an eight is pretty good for this. So six, yeah, six oversized mandibles out of ten. Oversized um, mandibles, I like. The I mean, I thought the acting was good, good effects, and a decent story. Um, yeah, it had its un, unintentional funny moments, which I liked. Do you um, think they're in, unintentional? I think they were very intentional. Do you think? Okay, well, uh, okay. The apart aside from the drunk, the drunk bit that that was in, um, intentional. Sorry, there, there were things throughout the film which I thought were un, uh, unintentional, funny bits for me oh, anyway. Did you? Because there was actually this one bit which I found really funny, which I don't think was intentional at all. It's when Mr. Crotey goes, I can't even remember. I just, I've got the line here and I've written lol, but I can't remember even how he says it now. But lol. he goes like, scared, <laughs> scared me out of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, silly things like that. <laughs> I don't think that was supposed to be funny, but it's, um, it really got me. Scared me out of my pants. I'm thinking I might use that actually. <laughs> Did it scare you? Yeah, it scared me out of my pants. Yeah, oh no, that sounds pants. like a that sounds oh, like Jesus. a common now. Oh, always bringing it back. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 negative wise, I just thought it just sort of it, for me it dragged it dragged on a little bit. Uh, I don't know why, it just kind of did. You just uh, to wrap up. I just wanted it to end. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, and I, just some bits were a bit far fetched, but Jesus, it's a 1950s B movie, so yeah. come on. Yeah, Roll with it, Mr. Weir. I, I, I do feel bad for giving it 6 out of 10, but... Do you want to up um, it to 6.5? I can up it to 6.5. Do you up it to 6.5? Oh, there you go. There you go, there you go, then. That extra half. I hope you feel nice and warm inside, then. Yeah, with your, with your duvet in the rain outside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's cool. do that, then. 
So we're going to move on to our next film, which is Sucker Punch from 2011. Sucker Punch. Um, Sucker Punch. Um, so we're going to play a trailer for that. I'll do all the, the IMDb bits afterwards. Um, so yeah, we'll play a trailer and then we'll be back with all the blurb and trivia and chat. So see you in a sec. like the trailer for that one so that is sucker punch from 2011 um that is directed by zach snyder um written by Zach zach snyder um and also a guy called steve shibua booya shibua i don't know i'm sorry um it's Sh- yeah shibuya shibuya yeah it stars emily browning vanessa hudgens abby cornish jenna malone jamie chung carla shit Gigino? I never know how to pronounce her last name. It's terrible because I like a lot of her films. Oscar Isaac, John Hamm, Scott Glenn, uh, and some other people who are kind of more bit parts. Yeah, um, they are. Yes. Um, so a young girl institutionalized by her abusive stepfather retreats to an alternative reality as a coping strategy and envisions a plan to help her escape. Short and sweet. Nice. Um, so some trivia so there wasn't a great great deal of trivia that I could glean really Um, yeah even my blu-ray didn't have a great deal to offer Um, so yeah but I think what I've got is good 
Um, so none of the cast had ever shot a real gun prior to filming and they went on extensive training for the film. Um, when it came to the shots of Baby Doll shooting her stepfather at the beginning, Emily uh, Browning, uh, who plays her, um, was supposed to be handling the gun like a novice, but by that point the training had been drilled into her so much that she just instinctively holds the gun correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apparently it was like... Zack Snyder gave up because she just couldn't help it. <laughs> um, the samurai sword that the wise man, played by Scott Glenn, uh, presents Baby Doll with in the first dream sequence has the entire story of the film on it in picture form, including the lobotomy at the end. Zack Snyder was careful not to let too much of it be shown in the trailers and things in case it spoiled it for anyone. Um, the boy in the World War One sequence, and at the end by the bus, is played by Zack Snyder's son, Eli. Oh. Um, the martial arts and exercise trainers that they worked with before um, like they did all the shooting and stuff, um, which they extensively trained with for like three months, um, they apparently they said that the cast on this film worked a lot harder than the cast on 300, which was Zack Snyder's previous film, and they were also the trainers on that one. Apparently, the uh, the lads on 300 constantly complained about, complained sorry about the training regime. Uh, whereas the girls from Sucker Punch didn't. They just cracked on. Yeah, um, yeah. All the stunt work and fight sequences were carried out by the actors. Um, and this is why they had three months worth of intense training every single day. Jenna Malone, by the end of her training, could deadlift 235 pounds. Bloody hell. Yeah. So here's me at the gym deadlifting, I think, probably about five, maybe 7.5. can't quite remember and struggling she's there like <laughs> pounding out 235 fucking pounds i don't know i don't know anything about like weight that could have been i heard it in an interview maybe she was using it as an exaggeration but definitely a lot um more than me anyway but that's not hard um jamie <laughs> jamie chung who played amber stated that she was inspired by xena warrior princess and uma thurman and kill bill when playing her role that's kind of cool mm. Jenna Malone learned pole dancing for her dances and got the, her biggest bruise from that rather than any of the actual action sequences. And it was a massive bruise on her leg and apparently it was really gnarly. Um, Jenna Malone's costume, so she plays Rocket, by the way, for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, was so difficult to get into that Abby Cornish, who plays Sweet Pea, would sometimes have to help her. Um, Emily Browning bleached her hair platinum blonde. So this is very similar to some of the trivia that we had with Fifth Element. The dye ended up frying her hair and she had to cut it short immediately after filming um, Wrapped um, in like a pixie style crop. Um, to a lesser extent, Jamie Chung added highlights to her hair and um, Gina Malone managed to avoid any kind of nonsense because she just wore a wig. Um, Zack Snyder would leave chunks of the script kind of vague when it came to more emotional scenes and just let the actors fill in the blanks because he felt like trying to write female heavy dialogue with being a man may come off as cheesy or disingenuous and he felt that this would be the most authentic way to portray these characters mm, okay. cool. uh, Vanessa Hudgens found um, she plays Blondie uh, found the training especially hard and broke down several times apparently so <laughs> apparently they don't complain but apparently she broke down um, but apparently she was also going um, through this uh, nude photo scandal I think it was yeah like there was the whole thing about it at the time of shooting um, but what she did was she used it to draw on emotion during her crying scenes. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, so fair play to her. Good acting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so while Blondie fires the gun at the dragon, Zack Snyder was apparently crouched down in the chopper throwing various one-liners at her for her to use. <laughs> oh, that's good. 
Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So it's very in the moment. Um, and last bit, Jenna Malone was devastated by the poor, uh, the film's poor reception as she had been very excited about it and almost quit acting altogether as a result. Um, it was basically her role as Johanna in The Hunger Games Catching Fire that convinced her not to quit. Um, mm. And I can see actually kind of with those films, I can see kind of similarities between her characters in terms of just attitude and feistiness. Um, so yeah, so that's all the trivia. Um, so we had sort of briefly discussed this in the last episode and you seem to think that this was a kid's film. Mm-hmm. Do you still think that? Uh, partially. Really? Well, okay. Okay, the... Obviously, the backstory is not a kid's film, but the actual film itself is a kid's film. Okay. Um, Okay, I... I think with that... I see where you're coming from because mm-hmm. there is a very kind of like it's very kind of comic book like graphic novel video game style of aesthetics yeah um and all of this and like there's a lot of things like side quests and all you know you could very this could be a video game very very easily in fact it actually had a lot of brush strokes that reminded me of um one of my favorite video games alice madness returns for various things and there's a lot of kind of like Alice in Wonderland imagery within this so it makes sense so I do I understand where you're coming from but I think I don't think overall this is a kids film I think if you were to show them these individual bits you could get away with giving it a kids film but I think the overall themes and overall tone of the film is very adult like I wouldn't I would be waiting for Ava to get a lot older like yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Until I showed uh, this, like I wouldn't see, expect you necessarily to show this to Florence. Well, this is interesting because I did show this to Florence. Oh, you did about. Okay. Uh, well, hang on a minute. Is this? I showed it to her about four years ago. Oh wow! So you showed her it when she was seven. Yeah, first time watch, um, and obviously when she's seven, she's not going to know about. Yeah, there's a lot of it would have gone over her head. Just straight over her head. So, it, so in that respect. Um, I think she really quite enjoyed it. I think she quite liked seeing girls jumping around, shooting guns, yeah. and uh, and such like. Yeah, fair play. Um, but yeah, no, and then for me watching it on, you know, for a second time, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, Christ, actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> there yeah, are... it's it it it's that it it. It kind of crosses those two worlds mm, um, because there is a lot of darkness to it um, with when it comes to what is actually happening in the film. On surface level, though, like, yeah, if you weren't going to like, OK, so if you took this film and put it on mute, maybe not the first bit and maybe not the last bit, but all the bits in the middle, for the most part, I wouldn't necessarily still show it to kids, but I would maybe show it to like. A 13, 12 year old or a 13 year old mm-hmm. does that make sense like just yeah, because yeah. all the bits where they're in the brothel and stuff is do you know what I mean like there's a fair amount of real what I would call real violence like the violence in the dreamscapes are very fantastical because that's exactly what it's supposed to be it's a fantasy yeah, yeah. and yeah. even though the brothel scenes are still a fantasy it's it's based 
on a very kind of real aesthetic and so when you have you know the the shootings and you have like the knife attacks and stuff like that is very grounded in realism so it does straddle both of these worlds but i think as well part of it is that's like for me that is kind of the charm because you get to go away in this fantastical world and get to see these five women kick ass and look awesome and have these awesome like um like soundtrack to each of these things and get like whisked off in this whole kind of you know fantasy whereas but then you have these real kind of like groundings where it's you're suddenly kind of coming back to earth and you have to deal with these very real themes um and it's kind of i won't say it's whiplash because even within within the whole thing it's got this very kind of fairy tale kind of fantasy kind of look to it everything mm. looks very do you know what it kind of you know it, it doesn't surprise me from this film that Zack snyder got the batman gig yes i could see, yeah 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 you know yeah. um like in justice league and that because it's very gothamy like this could be a yeah. world in gotham if, if, yeah very very easily yeah yeah, yeah. you know for sure um and so everything does have that kind of slightly heightened elevated kind of look to it but there is still very much because of what's implied and the and the way that things are shot and, and done it's very Zack snyder um i think that there is a lot of darkness in there that i wouldn't want like my kid to see until she got to a certain age and partly maybe because she's a girl you know but okay. i don't know do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. Does that make yeah sense? i do i do i do but yeah i think I, I do understand where you're coming from on that like when you said that last time i was like what <laughs> you know like this is not a kid's film but i i you know now you've explained it a little bit more i do understand what you mean yeah so okay. on that note then shall we probably what's easiest to do because there is for me there is a lot to unpack with this film and i don't want to spend two hours and three days and whatever talking about it um because no one no one wants to hear me talk about it for that long um but should we what i think is probably best is if we go through like the dreamscapes because they are the main kind of chunks of the films and then we can they talk are. about like the wraparound bits and the themes within that is that cool Absolutely. yeah yeah i think that's great yeah yeah all right so the first one we have the samurai temple um so what what did you think of this one uh i really liked the design uh i, I like the yeah I, I did enjoy the way it was kind of unpackaged um, how you know she was uh meeting up with i can't remember the guy's name it's just called the wise man the wise man that's right of course yeah. meeting up with him and he was just basically explaining her journey and mm. the weapons that she uh needed to go forward Mm. Um, and then basically it was just like right well here are your weapons now you're going to have to go out and fight Yeah. and it just basically <laughs> leaves it to it Yeah. Um, and I really like the um, the three giant samurais that suddenly arrived yeah um, yeah I, I thought that was uh, really well done good uh, CGI good good fight scene like the different design you know one having you know, uh, the minigun, mm -hmm. um, the other dude with the um, uh, sword. Was yeah. he have a sword? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Uh, yeah. Actually, I quite liked how it was just basically, you know, her learning how to how to fight, really. 
Yeah, it, it reminded me. So a lot of this is purposely done like a computer game. And this level, I say level, this streamscape reminds me of like the level you get with these films, uh, these games, sorry, where it's like you have that training level. Of course, learn to press B to go and yeah. do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of reminded me of that. And, um, and I thought it was really cool in that way because like when you... I think like what I really like about this is that because it's one of the criticisms that this film gets is that you know because you have two sides of this argument where half the audience thinks it's a real feminist film and then the other half thinks it's not a feminist film and one of the kind of counterpoints of the people who don't think it's a feminist film is, is the way that they're dressed but I would counter that and say well when you imagine yourself as like the most badass version of yourself you don't imagine like and this is something that jenna malone says in an interview as well like you don't imagine yourself in like sweats and hair up in a messy bun and just flip-flops on you know you imagine you imagine okay. yourself as this badass warrior sexy confident powerful person you know like the best sort of version of yourself and who doesn't want to be sexy who doesn't want to be all of those things um and i think that the way that she holds herself in all of the dreamscapes you know but this one obviously is very it's just her and there's this bit where she like she slams the um the sword um like dead in his i think it's in his eye doesn't he like you know she, oh yeah yeah and then she like just slams him to the ground and then she just sort of like walks off him yeah yeah and it's just it's so fucking cool and her hair's flying around and you've got the music going got the snow swirling around her and all of this kind of stuff and you know it's it's just like the ultimate kind of fantasy that you have of yourself of being like i'm a motherfucking badass like you know boss bitch fuck you kind of thing and um i just i really enjoyed that um whole kind of like in that moment she goes because she starts off doesn't she she's very kind of timid and he's like asked, i can't remember exactly yeah. what he asked her but she's just like oh i guess and he's like you guess and she's like no no i know and she kind of starts off very timid and a little bit unsure of herself and probably closer to the real baby doll and then but by the end she is this like she's this warrior yeah yeah. you know and i love seeing that that journey and it's funny you say about cgi do you know what when i first watched this film and, and subsequent watches i always thought that it was basically them in a green room like that was the whole film because it's oh, so stylized okay. but actually the only things that are cgi in it are the creatures obviously because you can't have 10 foot fucking samurais or whatever that yeah bleed light and red-eyed and whatever um but there and and the sky all the rest of the set is genuine really yeah uh -huh. yeah and every single one of these things like it's literally the creatures wherever they're facing and the sky like you know and everything else it, i think it probably is touched on a little bit but in terms of like actual the actual set being there like that was a physical set that they created they created all these amazing sets and apparently it was just like insane being on them and doing all of these incredible fight scenes for instance and and all of this so yeah i was that was one of the things that i found out while researching this and i was ah, like what? that's nuts that's, that is pretty cool yeah and also as well did you notice as we're going gonna go through these did you notice how um the wise man always has like a cool like one-liner yes <laughs> yeah. i love those because again it's like a video game yeah you know and so, yeah like, no, i can see that yeah yeah so like with this one it's like and i really like this one particularly because 
it's a clue to the ending because he the way that he says it so the line is like only you, so he's on about the five things that they have to find to to escape they've got yeah, the, the, the map, map and the, the, the knife, knife fire, fire uh and um the key uh, and yeah. then the, there's five things and she's like you want five things he's like it's a mystery and then he says only you uh, like he goes only you can find it and if you do it will set you free but the way that he says it i don't know if it was exactly like that but the way that he says it if you know what you're listening for he is basically telling her that it's only her like it's only her that you know it's her basically yeah go um, on this mission yeah 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 it's so cool um yeah so that was kind of like all i kind of got for that i just you know just generally that like, whole look at the camera angles camera work is very classic snyder you know it's very kind of 300 styly with lots of like slowed down and then sped up effects and all this and that's something that kind of follows through the entire film i think um and also as well i found out as well that the because i was just like samurais don't have fucking bazooka type you know fucking rocket launcher. no turns out they did turns out the weapons were actually factually accurate <laughs> in, in what way like they had like it wasn't like rocket launches in the way that you know we associate them with like the army and it's all metal and stuff but they oh, had I see. their own like the actual they had their, kind of yeah, rocket launches of sorts. if you think like china back then had fireworks yeah that's true so and apparently it's, yeah it's all factually accurate so again that was something that i had assumed wasn't right and it actually it is um but yeah that was really cool um so the next one is uh world war one in the trenches but with like a steampunk kind of twist on it and this is where they've got to go find the map so was it world um, war one yeah apparently it's world war one. Oh right okay but with like a, as i say a steampunk twist okay see with, i with i Nazi immediately zombies. thought it was world war two because obviously the Americans be in it. Actually, hang on. Were the Americans in World War One? No, they were in the World War One as well. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and this is where they have to try and find the map. And yeah, so I'll let you take this one with zombie Nazis. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean this this was very um, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was very. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was watching, I was just thinking of his latest movie. Oh, Christ, what's it called? Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Is it Army you. of the Dead? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. So I, I just it had that feel to it. Mm -hmm. You know, these rampaging. Well, we assume zombie. I mean, they looked undead to me. Yeah. Well, so some of the, some of them were, and then others were more kind of robot looking with the yeah the uh, steampunk style isn't it yeah i suppose uh so yeah that was that was it was okay that scene I, I prefer i did prefer the um samurais before um, i think this is my least favorite out of all of the dreamscapes as well oh is it okay yeah um i quite like the um uh the machine that um oh god what's the character's name uh, Jesus, brain, brain. Uh, the Oriental girl, um, <laughs> the East Asian woman. Uh, yeah, she's called Amber. Amber, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm allowed to say Oriental. No, you're not. Aren't I? Not anymore. No. Nope. Oh, for Christ's well, sake! For quite a while now. <laughs> I probably can't say Christ anymore. No, you can say Christ. If you can say cunt, you can say Christ, you know. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm not going to put the two together. But, uh, <laughs> oh, um, I didn't so... mean it like... <laughs> I just meant in terms of scales of swearing. That's what I meant. Like, 
Okay. Anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. Saying Oriental. It's all right. We know you didn't mean it. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool the um, machine that she got into the gigantic um sort of robot thing. I thought that was pretty cool. Really cool, isn't it? And did you um, I think it's this one where did you notice how it had like a rabbit on the front? Yes. Yeah. And there's like because the the song that's playing is White Rabbit, which is all about Alice in Wonderland and stuff. Uh, and oh, I didn't a, p- pick up on that. At yeah, all. there's a real Alice in Wonderland sort of like theme going on through here. Um, yeah. What through through this scene? Through the film, generally. Just yeah, like yeah, she yeah. skates off okay. into a fantasy world and everything's not quite as it seems, and it like relates to stuff in her real life, but isn't yeah. quite and. Yeah, you I know. can see that. Yeah, um, and uh, like I, I'm not going to go into. It. I might chat with you about it off air, um, like unless you've actually played the game Alice Madness Returns. It's not going to mean shit to anyone. But there is a lot of like symmetry between that game and this film, and I don't know if that's just total coincidence or what. But like I love it because I love that game and I love this film. Um, cool. But yeah, and just to sort of mention about the the one liner in this one, it's if you can't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Which I've heard somewhere else before. I don't know if it has been used since this film or this film has taken it from it but i quite like i think it's a good line um did you as well on the video game thing did you think that rocket in these um dreamscapes looked like zelda like uh, the kind of characters from zelda yes with like her pixie thing and her hat so, yeah they're kind of elven yeah she's very kind of a pixie yeah. look to her doesn't she um and again it's got lots of the kind of the slow-mo action sequence and stuff which i just think i think is so cool because i think it not only does it make it much more interesting visually but also i mean you know with all of the amazing visuals that you've got going on um but i just think it really kind of just ups the excitement and like the pace of things i just yeah i I really enjoyed that um but yeah like i think that's probably my least favorite but one thing is worth noting is the um the bit where sweet pea kind of has that moment with the boy and that's Zack Snyder's son and then it kind of crops up later at the end when she's going on the bus oh that's um, right yes and of course little... and this is the thing is that Zack Snyder didn't want everything answered he purposely made things ambiguous about like whether what was real what wasn't real has she actually escaped is it in her head and there's lots of these kind of theories um about and I personally I have it in my head there's one particular theory that I think is for me makes most sense um it's not necessarily right or wrong because Zack Snyder has acknowledged it and says yep it could be that it could also be oh right okay it's one of those but like and I know some people find that really annoying but I think with this film because of the nature of the film I think it works and I think yeah you know like sometimes it's just like oh just pick a fucking ending do you know what I mean like just stick to your guns on it but I think with this one it does it does work and um yeah apart from that I I that I haven't really got a lot else to say about this one yeah it's cool, but it's it's mostly. Okay, did you did you like the um, the officer, the kind of the, you know the zombie officer with his almost like Freddy type burnt face? Yeah, I thought those effects were really cool. Um, hmm. I I liked it, um, and I thought yeah, I just thought they were kind of really cool. I liked the fact that they sort of brought that type of thing in that it wasn't just steampunk it wasn't just war stuff it's also let's just also throw in some <laughs> nazi zombies and stuff as well and just sort of yeah i guess as well like it's almost like a little bit of um uh almost like a little bit of a throwback to uh dawn of the dead yeah did. yeah 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 you know yeah so, i, I like that that's what it was anyway 
Um, cool. Uh, so the next one, unless there's anything else you want to talk about on that one. Uh, I don't think so, no. Did, did you like the zombie Nazis? Yeah, all right. All right, but yeah, like like you, it's just it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite Fair. favorite dreamscape. Fair, but it was um, alright. So the next one is when they go and try and get some fire, um, in form of a lighter in the in the brothel. But in here, it's yeah. stones from the throat of a dragon. So we're at the dragon's lair. Um, yeah, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, I am very sweet about this one because I think it's awesome. But at the same time, like they have that moment where the mother of like the baby dragon after it's been cut, like and you f- you know you feel that emotion. I, I, yeah, I, I was like, oh god, just go and burn them all. Yeah, it, I was it, just like, yeah, and then it was almost part of me was also almost quite like glad when they when they killed the mother too because I'm like, well, she's not suffering anymore. She's not missing her baby. It just oh, I, I just baby. don't think I don't think it was that necessary. Do you know what I mean? What, do you think it shouldn't have been a baby? It should have, I just think it yeah. adds, like, an extra... Because I think if we have... We have a lot of... Like, if you look at things like The Hobbit or you look at, like, Harry Potter, a lot of these kind of fantasy things that have dragons, and it's always this, this one badass dragon that you have to then try and fight or whatever. Whereas I think adding this dynamic, it just... It switches it up because you get what you want, but then you, <coughs> you can't... Like he said, like, don't wake the mother kind of thing and so you've not only got this kind of quest where you have to go and get these stones but in the back of your mind you've got this other thing going on it's, you know you've got it yeah they're separate they're not one in the same which i think just adds an extra element of threat and then obviously okay. they do wake up the mother i think it's harsh i'm not gonna lie it's kind of like mm. killing a dog kind of thing um i was like oh but um at the same time though i do kind of think it just it just changes it up a bit from things that we've seen before yeah okay yeah. that's that's a good chat good but chat. i do really like i don't know if you got this but i do really like how because so you've got the two stones when you kind of crack it together it makes this amazing multicolored flame which i just thought was such an incredible effect and in real life it didn't make a flame like that obviously but it did create like a really big spark when she does that in real life yeah yeah um and that is how a lighter works it's essentially two kind of things creating friction flint and tinder yeah yes that's it i'm sorry <laughs> i couldn't think of what it was i'm so glad <laughs> thanks for reminding me um, <laughs> but yeah and i just thought that, that was really cool is that's literally how a lighter works and that's what they're trying to get in like the brothel and then i just i thought it's kind of a cool symmetry. um mm. but i really like the. i mean that whole bit there is just that's just a bit of me you know just like dragons and castles and awesome music as always and i like that what i also really like is how this film like only a film like this can you mix old law fantasy with modern firepower do you know what i mean like it's not that it's the only film that does it but like it's it's so rare uh, that it happens where it it just it fits yeah i, I know what you mean you know but, well it's weird see i, I i'm on um, two sides to this Yes, it kind of does work, but then it's for me. It's also part of its kind of flaw. Oh yeah. In okay. that it's it's almost like Zack Snyder's got so many ideas and he wants to kind of throw them all together. I yeah I I do I see what you mean and that is definitely something that I think 
you know, but just you know, with all these different film. scenes, with all these different scenes, they're kind of like mixing different aspects together, like like yeah. samurais with mini guns, with yeah. um, you know the girls running around with machine guns against you know orcs and and yeah 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 knights and stuff with swords. I know what you're saying. I do. I know what you're saying. I think the reason why for me it works is because it's a fantasy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't have to make entire sense. It's the mind of one person who wants to have, who wants to escape. Purely, pure escapism. Yeah. You know, so for me, I feel like I can, I don't want to say forgive because it's not like something I don't like. I love all of this, but it's something that I think this is what I mean. Like in another film, I would be far more critical of something like that. But because where it's within the realms of, of an actual fantasy, yeah. It, okay. I, I'm like, well, you cool. Let it roll. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have fun with it, and I'm like, fucking yeah, there's fucking flamethrowers and shit. Why not? Why not? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and I also as well with this bit is this the oh I loved as well. Sorry, I just saw it in my notes. The close up of the mother's eye. Right. Yes, of course. You know, yeah, yeah. and it just yeah. zooms right in, and this is again, this is a, a Snyder kind of technique, but I really love it when he does these real extreme close-ups of stuff, and there are moments where you'll have like close-ups of eyes, and there's like reflections in them of what's happening, and all of these kinds of things. Like it's it's very much just like you know, let's whack it out and measure kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I know it is. Let's see I what we don't can do. Yeah. Care. I don't care because I think it's done. Like as again within the context of this film, I think it's done well, and I think it's just it's just fucking cool. And yeah, he's having fun and he's showing off. But I'm like, yeah, but look at what we get for it. It's just it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think this bit as well with like the first real bit of peril when uh, that we see them in, like that where they're really actually maybe potentially in over their heads, where Blondie's aircraft gets like chomped by chomped, the yeah and yeah. that looks so amazing with like because we see right inside the mouth as it goes around the aircraft yeah, and you yeah just that's see cool. all the teeth and the layers of teeth and the tongue and the tonsils are oh, all of it is just it's awesome and then again similar to the first one you have this final shot of baby doll just slamming the sword into the mother's head and just being like done you know yeah yeah and i i like the old man the, the old wise man's line as well as here is uh don't ever write a check with your mouth that you can't catch with your ass <laughs> i miss that it was really good don't ever write a check with your mouth that you can't catch with your ass <laughs> um i think that might be one of my favorites um but yeah did, uh, what about uh, like, is there anything else on that one that you i know just i just thought the um yeah the design of the dragon and everything um it was really impressive i loved how it kind of just exploded out the out the castle and yeah, I thought that was cool. Just, yeah, you know, agreed. Graphically, not graphically. Like visually. Visually, yeah, very Yeah, impressive. the graphics and the effects. Yeah, I think, to be honest, like, you, I, I know Zack Snyder is very kind of Marmite with people and people either tend to like him or him. I just don't think that anyone, regardless of whether you don't like his films, I don't think anyone can really say that he doesn't have incredible vision, like, for, like, how things look, like, aesthetics in films. I think his aesthetic is very... You know, it's, it's very kind of altruistic for him. Like, you can always kind of tell the look of a Zack Snyder film. But I just think that they always look incredible. Even if, like, the meat and bones around it isn't that great. Like, I think that mm. his style is just, is always amazing. Yeah. Do you uh, agree? I, I do agree. I, yeah, he's got, he's, he's very unique. 
in his mm. style. Um, yeah. It's very, yeah. If you, you, you can tell, you can tell it's him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Cool. So the next dream sequence, which is the last one, is the hijacked train, and this is where they try and get the knife. Now this is where shit really hits the fan, um, in here and also in the real world. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about like maybe the look and what happens in this well, bit? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. The girls are basically trying to go into this. Um, Runaway train, is it a runaway train? Mm, sure, yeah. yeah. It's a hijack train, isn't it? Hi- so, you got know, these robots. You got the robots, which I thought were really cool, That's especially so cool. especially when they're getting blasted to bits. I thought, yeah, yeah. The design was cool. Um, I I didn't get much sort of tension from it though, whilst you know whilst the train was kind of hurtling along, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know why I think that is? Why? So, in all the previous sort of, you know, fantasies, Dreamscapes, um, there are, and this might not be just it, but I think part of it is because there are a lot of quick cuts, a lot of snappy edits, a lot of speeding up, slowing down, and although you do get a lot of speeding up, speeding down, in this one, it's essentially one long shot. Yeah, that's true. And it just goes, and it, the camera follows the girls' movements, and part of it's CGI. The way because they didn't do it as a one cut, they like it's all seen together using kind of CGI on this bit. Um, but like all the girls had, they had to do all of these um, fight sequences and be in their marks particularly, and follow it through so that when the camera moved around them, they would then go off, and then the next one would kind of come in, and it was all very seamless. And then obviously with the effects and all of the background stuff, they would seam it together using CGI. Um, but he wanted, like Zack Snyder apparently wanted to, because there had been so many quick cuts and things of the previous ones, he wanted this one to kind of just be a little bit more. Like he just wanted to kind of like, especially because at the end when we have what happens with Rocket, um, you know, and it all kind of literally comes crashing down. Yeah. Um, he wanted that build up to be very kind of like fluid as opposed to kind of the more jerky quick cuts that we'd had in previous um, fantasy oh, okay. kind of thing. Okay. So maybe I don't know if that's it, but maybe part of that at least is is why you felt less tension. Yeah, probably. Got that editing style. Um, I it really reminded me. Have you seen that Netflix series Love, Death, and Robots? I have. I've seen the first series, not the second. Yeah, I need to watch the second series. Oh, the first series was so good. It really with the robots and stuff, and and again the aesthetics. Um, it really reminded me of that. Okay. That yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can um, see that. I love the massive Saturn or whatever planet that was with the rings in the background. I just, it reminded me of something, like the whole aesthetic of this one just really reminded me of something out of like Warhammer, where it was very kind of like futuristic but old worldy as well. Okay, yeah, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Running Man. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Bit, I think yeah. much more stylized, but I I know where you're coming from. Like I think just the the way that it's, it's executed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I yeah I see where you're coming from. Mm. Um, I really like the bit as well where you see the reflection of Baby Doll in the robot's helmet. Yeah, that was cool. You remember that? And this is what I mean. Like you have like these like reflection things, and again, it's very Snyder, but I just think it's so so cool. And I just 
again like it's very much him like look what i can do with a camera and whatever but i don't care because i just i can i can't get enough of that stuff i just think it's awesome you like that stuff i do i do i yeah. snap all over it um <laughs> and <laughs> and i really like the sort of matrix style of, like of fighting and the way that the camera just kind of flows over them and how we move from one girl to the other as a focal point and stuff and then we have like that robot flying outside of the train and then the camera is sort of follows him so we see all of the really cool exterior effects and stuff and then we zoom right back in into the action inside the train you know and then here's a, here's a question for you mm -hmm. how do you feel about the amount of times that the film goes into slow motion when it's a fight sequence i think it's cool and okay. i think it's you get to see you get to see the kind of intricacies of these sequences and um and as well, just now knowing the hard work that this cast put into their training, like, it's insane. Like, you watch these sort of, like, interviews and documentaries, like, it, oh God, it seems insane, the, the, the level that they put in. Like, I'm like, fair play, like, give them some lip service because they deserve yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and I, but I just, I, I'm one of these people, like, if I really like something, like, I just give it to me all day long okay you know oh, like, fair enough i I, I, I just felt it was just a bit overly done that's i i can see i can see that i didn't find it personally but i can see okay why did. um I, yeah and i also as well like um again it's a really cool shot of like baby doll when when like she's just shot the hole through the head of the robot and then we see her through the hole of the head of the robot do you remember that yeah she's on yeah top yeah of and um and just stuff like that and like the cityscape as well like yeah oh, no, the the attention to detail is definitely there it's incredible but what mm. i was going to say is that like the cityscape so all they, they all have these buildings um of some sort in the background and all of them have aspects of the brothel so for example with the samurai temple the steps in the front are the same steps leading up to the brothel um and things like that so the cityscape here is is a representation of the brothel and the asylum in the real world kind of thing and so i thought it was really cool how like e even though like rocket dies she's sacrificing herself to save sweet uh to save sweet pea and she also does it to like bring everything down and help them all escape which was when it's paralleled with what's happening in the brothel and then flips back and forth between the two scenes in baby doll's mind um, I just thought it was a really cool way of sort of like representing, you know, while we're not in the okay, brothel, yeah. showing what's happening because, you know, they've got the fire and everything starting up and do you know what I mean? Like, and I just think like, and how her sacrifice and how her death and everything just sort of helps propel everything along to the point where, you know, everything sort of explodes, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, it's weird. You're saying about the... Um... The, the city exploding it's weird I, I never <laughs> I didn't connect that with with that representing the brothel at all I mean don't forget though Matt when I, I a I've seen this film a fair few times and B, oh, okay like I had to do a lot of research with the trivia and things so like, some okay. of this stuff I'm not gonna even try and claim that like some of the all of this stuff is like my own <laughs> so like that stuff like I didn't necessarily pick up but now that I picked up I'm like that does make sense and that's really cool um, and I just like I think as well what I really like about this scene is despite all of the fantasy all of the sensory overload that we're talking about and everything being so heightened like everything when when rocket dies spoiler alert <gasps> we're brought 
we do it at the beginning come on it's a two thousand ten year old film uh like we're brought right back to reality like with a thud you know there's no score there's no sound at all apart from sweet pea crying and it's this really emotional moment where everything is just stripped back so we're everything has been so heightened up until now and then boom and i just think it it emphasizes the emotion in this scene so so well um but we're not even allowed to dwell on that because in enters blue played by oscar isaac who is just all kinds of creepy and horrible mm. he does it so well um so he comes in and and basically everything goes to hell in a handbasket from here on out yeah he does a great job he does a really really great job um so those are the the sort of fantasies so there is a lot in this film there are two things that i want to kind of look into one is the sort of feminist stance on whether this is a feminist film or whether it's not a feminist film and what your thoughts are on that matt as a as a male um as a hot-blooded male watching this film with these girls running around scantily clad <laughs> and, <laughs> and also uh you know the obvious themes of things like mental health and stuff in here um but yeah, if we start with the feminist stuff, uh, just because I mentioned it first, yeah. Um, what 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 are your thoughts as someone like you know who's watching this for only the second time and and things like? What are your thoughts on it? What did you pick up? What did I pick up? Okay. Um, uh, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, uh, okay. Do you want me to do you want me to start off? I well, no, like, I just, just okay. I mean, I mean, look. There's. Oh, yeah. like, these... Do you think that this, I think you know? Do you think that this film is pro-feminism or anti-feminism, or or do you think it's somewhere in the middle? I, I'd say it's somewhere in the middle, really. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it, it, well because it, it's, it's. I don't know. It's it's like you were saying before. It's it's promoting. Um, you know, women be able to sort of fight back against the, you know, the whole. The patriarchy. The, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. you know, I can I can see that, and the fact that you know they're trying to get out of the brothel, they're just trying to, yeah, fight back and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Do their own thing. Do their own thing. I mean, you were saying about them, you know, wearing their outfits and stuff. Mm. Um. And you were saying how, you know, making them feel sexy. And then... But then why... Yeah, why have them... Having kind of sexy outfits both in the the real world and in, in, in the dreamscapes. Does that make sense? So, you, so you, your sort of point that you're making is... Just, I just want to make sure I get this right. So your point that you're making is that because they are forced to dress sexily in the brothel, why would they then want yeah. to dress sexily in the fantasy? Okay. But then, then you were sort of saying it's that kind of you know I'm I'm powerful, so I've I've almost got to. F- I think that's the, I think that is the difference. So for me, I hundred percent see the point that you're making. For me, I would say that dressing in a particular way because you're forced to versus yep. dressing in a particular way because it's your choice yeah 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 you yeah. know 
and I think it's almost like taking it back like you know what I have to dress like this for other men and you know what for once I'm gonna dress like this for me because I feel good in it because I this is how I want to dress not because some man has told me that this is what he wants to see me in okay and also if you think about the outfits the outfits are kind of versions of what they wear in the brothel but they're like hardened so like for example you have baby doll at the end and she's all in this glitzy glittery rhinestone to fucking days with diamante on the stockings fucking god she looks like a miracle right and everything's yeah, very, yeah. very over the top right and that's essentially her outfit in the dreamscapes but in the dreamscapes it's black it's matte it's you know it's hardened it's still very feminine and very evocative but it's it's got a toughness to it she's got her weapons she's you know she's not wearing a stupidly high stiletto she's wearing kind of a sensible heel you know okay um, yeah 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 do you know what i mean so it's it's the differences the little details like that that i think separate it i 100 percent see what you're saying and i could 100 percent see some women feeling that way about it like just wanting to completely reject anything of that nature and just want do you know what actually after all of that i just want to wear some sloggies and yeah, yeah, yeah. comfy trainers and curl up in my pjs and that's my fantasy but i think in this in this reality with these characters and especially like considering the fire that they have and that's not to say that people who want to wear sloggies aren't fiery of course not but you know these particular characters i it's not a stretch for me to to sort of believe that they would want to take ownership of the things that have been used against them yeah yeah and no, i can see that i can see what you're saying there definitely, definitely. yeah but uh, yeah again like it this is this is why this, this is why i love films like this because i think you can have so many different interpretations like okay so i'm gonna bring up something that was raised up in the group chat on facebook so robert ward hi rob um if you go by Rob, actually. Hi, Robert. Sorry, I'll keep it. Um, uh, Professional. Professional? Yeah. That's what, I was, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's not quite what I mean, but you know what I mean. I know um, what you mean. <laughs> um, so he shared this video of um, this uh, blog reviewer called Maggie Mae Fish. And if you guys want to find this video, either look it up on YouTube. It's um, a, a Zack Snyder breakdown of all of his films, basically. Or otherwise, just check out and the where I posted about sucker, watching Sucker Punch. It's like in the thread there from, from Robert. Anyway, so she, uh, I, I watched the bit that she was talking about um, Sucker Punch because I thought, fair play, let's get another another idea on this. Mm-hmm. And she sort of feels, so there's this, there's this end scene that was ultimately cut um, where just after Baby Doll gets punched out at the end when Sweet Pea's escaping, she yeah. wakes up and she's in the high roller's bedroom. And she's on the bed and um, he's got these two lady servants, for, like uh, huh. handmaids, I guess, uh, for lack of right. a better term. Yeah. They're kind of like dressing her wounds and like got her in these, you know, very kind of like sexy lingerie kind of thing. This like corset basque thing and whatever. It's all silk and everything's silk and everything's very heightened and whatever Mm -hmm. and you've got john ham there looking like john ham does because he's hot (laughs) and he basically says like look you are here but i don't want to force myself on you that's not what i'm about i wanted to take you away from the brothel and when you give yourself to me i want it to be because you want to like i want to have the truth and the honesty from you so when you give yourself to me it's because you want to and in return you'll never see that place 
you'll never have to d- see blue you'll never you know oh, Oscar, yeah you'll yeah, never yeah. have to deal with that and you can be free and i will give you freedom and in this scene she does she gives herself to him and it's not like you don't see it or anything um but that's basically what happens and then we kind of go to sweet pea escaping and all of this kind of stuff right that's right yeah and then and then it shoots back and as and what it is as, as he's about to penetrate <laughs> lack of a better term steady on uh yeah it's very explicit for our show but yeah as that's about to happen that's when we cut to the bang lobotomy and maggie may fish's arguments in this blog is that how she feels that the movie is essentially saying that rape is okay as long as we can just kind of go into our minds and to escape like how baby doll suddenly let herself go to this guy because he looks like john hammond would she be doing that if he looked like what doctors actually did back in the day (laughs) and all of this kind of stuff and like you know it's all very stylized and everything else as well and you know and at the end she kind of has this peaceful look in her face after she's been violated by this lobotomy which is completely illegal and not consented to by anyone who it's supposed to have been consented by um but it's okay because you know sweet pea escapes and it's all fine and and essentially it's it she feels like the film is okaying rape as long as you know but she's like even if she gives consent you can't give consent if you're there under um duress and if you're taken against your will even if you're kind of going yeah okay it's still rape essentially yeah yeah um and so yeah so there's this whole kind of thing about that and and how sweet peas escape it, it like justifies baby dolls incarceration and, and continued abuse um now okay when i and, and and obviously a lot of that is centered around the scene that is cut we've both watched the version that um that doesn't have that scene in so i'm not gonna like going wholly on that but there are definite sort of themes in what she's saying in around the lobotomy and in about like you know sweet pea uh, not sweet, baby dolls kind of expression she's been lobotomized she's you know and all of this kind of thing and she seems to be quite peaceful and all the rest of it um now this kind of ties into this theory that i have um okay. where i feel that so we have baby dolls so we start off we've got baby doll and it's saying over the top that everyone has a guardian angel okay yeah and you could argue that baby doll is their guardian angel she comes and she saves them in one way or other at least she saves sweepy now you can yeah what i would say is that when you have that scene play out just as she's about to get lobotomized at the beginning and then suddenly we pull out and it's sweepy and she's playing the role of almost baby doll that's right yeah yeah that is the moment that the first fantasies, you have a bit of a, an inception thing of fantasies here, the first fantasy of the brothel and everything, that's when that begins. Now that plus various other indicators indicate, for lack of a better term, just use that <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> to me that Sweet Pea is Baby Doll and Baby Doll is Sweet Pea. So all of these characters, these main girls, they are all inside her head. These are all various aspects of her personality. And for her to gain true freedom, so this is the theory that I I have not made this up. This is someone else's theory, but it just makes sense to me. It, it does. It, it does make complete sense. Yeah, and how that. The, yeah, these are all aspects of yeah. As you say, her personality. Move, She's yeah. drawing on those different aspects. Yes, 
and she has to but she also has to kill off these certain aspects to truly be free so you have um where are my notes on it um but yeah you have rocket this guilt she feels um guilt for leaving her mum and running away and for dragging sweet pea into it you've got pain is baby doll baby doll um, you know she obviously comes from a lot of pain and a lot of abuse and all of this kind of stuff you've got blondie who's constantly scared she's you know the one who dobs them in essentially because she's terrified of what blue will do to her and then you've got hurt which is amber um you know and um and you have to kind of for you to kind of with and this all ties into the mental health stuff is that when you have the ability to be able to use these elements of yourself when you get when you sort of get to rock bottom the only way is up and you have to use the fear the guilt and all of this to learn from what's happened to move on but ultimately you can't hold on to those things anymore otherwise you'll never be free and yeah. you'll never be able to move on yeah and yeah i can so, see that yeah so just so people kind of going what the fuck are you talking about just a couple of aspects to sort of for me shows that backs this theory that sweet pea is baby doll and baby doll is sweet pea so as i said you, you zoom out when she's getting the bottom eyes and reveal that it's sweet pea dressed as baby doll throughout the film we're led to believe that baby doll's the main character but frequently we're told that sweet pea is she's the star you know yeah it's yeah, yeah. The theme of bottle, but we're told that she's the star she's the main one kind of thing you've got the paralleling death of the sisters you've got how um um there's this bit where um they say you know when they say at the end they they they're talking to baby don they go where are you going sweetheart but the camera focuses on sweet pea and it's sweet pea who's actually the one who's the leaving. one who's escaping yeah. yeah and then there's the bit where baby doll says to her just before she leaves she says this was my never my story it's yours um and you know so and then there's the whole monologue at the beginning and at the end which i'm not going to go through it all but if you listen to it it very much indicates that that's the case so going back to um what maggie may fish was sort of saying although i mean i'm never going to say you're wrong because as i've said this film is very much open to interpretation and if that's the way that she's interpreted then that that's fine but because i believe that baby doll is sweet pea it's not a glamorization of lobotomies or the repression of women. It's about, as I said, it's about leaving behind aspects that would otherwise prevent you from freeing yourself. She talks about how, like, it's the film is very disrespectful to, because lobotomies were very much used, the most, the people who mostly received lobotomies were either women or people of colour. And it was used as a way to repress, if we use women, because that's what's the focus point here, it's way, like, if, if women were particularly outspoken, or if they had a particularly emotional moment, it would be a way of calming them down um, and ultimately make them open to things like sex and stuff from their husbands and make them compliant, right? So that was a thing that happened. It was really fucking horrific. Um, and here she's sort of saying that it's a disrespect to what actually happened in real life. But what I see from it is how rape victims and you know sex workers and anything like that actually do often recluse into their mind as a defense mechanism and that is a thing that actually that women and, and whoever you know do and it's not to say that it makes the act okay at all but you know as i say maggie may fish talks about the accuracy displayed within the film regarding the lobotomies and, and she kind of sneers at the idea of using your mind to escape your current reality but 
in actual fact that is a very common thing so for me it make it makes sense um and when it comes to the scene the, the cut scene that i meant uh, that i mentioned um so yeah i i would again argue yes it's all very lovely and it's john ham but again this is a fantasy that she's gone into again to escape the reality of her lobotomy so if she wants to create this concept that this good-looking charming guy is actually not going to rape her and he's going to offer her freedom in exchange for her willingness then yeah so, it almost gives her back the power because he won't do anything until she's okay with it yeah and then also as well it yeah i mean christ if i'm going to be in a fantasy i'm going to imagine someone like john ham i'm not going to imagine fucking some old grizzly git <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah um so and then also as well either way whichever way you look at it she's only doing it to save sweet pea and ultimately herself so i for me i just don't see the argument that maggie may fish is kind of putting forward on it um because either which way you look at it that's ultimately the goal um, but for, you know, for argument's sake, let's call it a rape scene. Um, in the, in the real world, the point of the rape, you know, when, as I said, he, you know, cracks on, yeah. um, or the violation is the, is the, lobot is the lobotomy, which, you know, we are severely and very harshly brought back to, back to, you know, there's a whole kind of very dreamy, very nice, and oh, John, John Ham's whispering to you, and oh my God, it's so nice. And then, bam, <laughs> bam, lobotomy and there's this other bit where she's where maggie Mae fish says about how john ham states as the doctor in the real world in the actual real world that we first start off in it's almost like she wanted me to do it which is a very kind of thing victim blaming statement but i think rather than trying to victim blame i think what it's actually doing is shining a light on like the bullshit that rapists often spout like oh she wanted to too oh she was asking for it you know yeah yeah and then we, to contrast with that, we, because we haven't really talked about this character either, Dr. Gorski, or mm -hmm. Madame Gorski, we see the horror on her face at what's happened. She's realising what's going on, yeah. Yeah, and she freely states that she doesn't approve the procedure. And so we, we have this character who we most empathise with out of all of the adults, so to speak, you know, like, not the, the girls, but, like, the people in charge. We empathise and like her the most, and she's the one who is basically, especially over John Hamm's character, and she's the one saying, this is wrong. So it makes sense that she would call that out over him kind of thing, because we understand him to be a villain along with the stepfather, along with Blue and all of this. So anything that he says is kind of like, yeah, but you're the villain, so you are going to be an arsehole. It doesn't, I don't think it, I don't think it's there to glamorize anything or, or promote anything as such. Does that, I know it's a lot, it's a lot of information, but does that kind of, does all of that sort of make sense in terms of like the themes that I'm going for? And, like, yeah, no, I, I think so. I, I, you know, there's a lot of aspects, you know, which you've described, which I think, um, yeah, no, I, I can fully see how, you know, they know what's going to, or she knows what's going to happen. So she goes within herself. Mm. I mean, I, I, I like I like that aspect and her defense mechanism as to, you know, yeah. what, what is going to happen. 100%. I mean, there's, I'm not gonna, don't worry, I've stopped, I'll stop talking now. But like, there is a lot going on here that I, and there's a lot going on here that I haven't even mentioned. And I'm not going to because we don't want to go on all day. <laughs> Just, you know, a little bit of a day, not all day. Um, but, but, you know, I think this is what this film, I feel like is so underrated because I think people, 
kind of just see it as one thing when really there's so many things going on underneath it all and if you kind of just i would recommend watching this film with the subtitles okay you know because you get bits like the monologue and stuff you get the little kind of little quips that characters make um that maybe that because it's so visually amazing it's kind of just washes over you and you're so and you taken in. miss out on the yeah yeah okay yeah so yeah so like i just think but um going on to sort of less <laughs> less extreme things um what did you very quickly just i wanted to talk about because it's such a an aspect of it um what did you think of the soundtrack uh, I wasn't that keen. Um, I'm gonna be really? honest. Yeah, really. Um, well, I didn't like the majority of it actually. Really. Really. The only bit I oh. liked. The only bit I liked was Bjork. Oh, that's a badass song. Though. Did you not like the rendition of "Sweet Dreams"? Nope. Did you notice how the uh, the asylum's called Lennox? <laughs> no, I didn't know. I Did you not? That. No. It zooms in on the fucking science. Yeah, it's called Lennox Asylum, which like nice little nod. Ah, um, I see. Oh, one thing. Okay, here's a question for you. Okay, <clears throat> so the wise man, lovely Scott Glenn. So one of the things that occurred to me, and also was actually mentioned by Maggie Mae Fish, it's one of the things that I kind of do sort of see where she's coming from, is that this whole feminist film, and yet they're still, even in the ultimate fantasies, they're still being told what to do by you know an, an old white man. <laughs> um, <laughs> But how's this for a theory? This is my own theory. This is something that I thought of myself and I'm hoping you kind of like it because I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> okay, let's see. So, I have this theory. Ready? Okay. That he is her real dad. Baby doll's real dad. Because we never know what happens to the dad. Presumably he's dead, otherwise she wouldn't be an orphan, right? After the mum dies. So, yeah, it's possible. So, if she's creating this fantasy in her head, it would make sense that the person to guide her, but not be so, not guide her to a point where she does it herself. She just, ha he, to me, he just has this very kind of fatherly vibe. Yeah, I could see that. I could see guide. that. And I would just, I think it's a cool idea that without having to say it or anything, it would be really cool if, like, actually that's the kind of. He is, he is, he is the father. her father, the memory of her father kind of thing, guiding her through all of this trauma. What, what, hap what happened to the mum? I can't remember. Oh, she she died of illness, I think, wasn't it? I can't quite remember. Okay. It's at the beginning, and yeah, I'm pretty sure she's sick in bed. And And, she dies. and the reason um, Baby Doll went to the asylum was because... She, she shot, her, shot sister her sister in trying to shot she this is the thing she's supposed to be a shit shot so she because she misses the stepfather ricochets off the light and it strikes her sister instead she she was going to get the money is that right yes yeah that's right so yeah so he then used that as a reason to lock her away so because he then finds out in the will that all of the estate and everything of the mother goes to her and the sister is going to her and her sister so yeah so with the sister killed out of the way he then was like right well that's my ticket and then with her being lobotomized, she can't speak out against it or anything. And that's why he pays hand over fist to get her lobotomized. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so... It's I just think this film is so clever. Like, I just don't think it gets enough credit for, like, all of the layers and stuff. And I get how it might not be for everyone. I get, Not every film is for everyone. But I just feel like people don't talk enough about this movie and what it it gives its audience. Like, in abundance. Yeah. It, it could be even argued too much. Well, I, 
I'm at the I I'm at the iceberg of the fucking shit. I've got nine pages of notes on this. Oh my good god. Yeah. Like and I've I've talked about maybe two pages worth of my notes. Like I just <laughs> Oh my god. It's just one of these films which the more I think about, it, the more I watch it, the more I get from it, the more I work out, the more dots I put together and that for me is just I fucking love that shit. As you know. As yeah. everyone who's oh, like, that's fair enough. You nice. could uh, chat to Lance Langford. He lo- he loves this movie. Oh, does it? Oh, shout out to Lance. Yeah. Oh, fucking a. But yeah, I just I to, just to summarize, I'm not going to go through any more unless there's anything else that you particularly want to talk about. I just I think that it just has a lot going on. I think it's visually amazing. I think it's really well acted. Like we haven't really talked much about Oscar Isaac or um, um, Carla. Can't pronounce her last name. So sorry. Um, but both of those characters are, are phenomenal. Carla Gugino. Thank you. You're also much better at names than I am. It's um, okay. Yeah, and and just their roles within it and stuff, and uh, just it's so fucking good. Yeah, I th- I th- yeah, I did, I did think Oscar Isaac did did a particularly good job. Actually, of of all of the people in in uh, in it, I thought he did the best job. Yeah, I I, I can see that hundred percent. He's very um. Oh, he's just so. He's very evil. good uh, as a creep. Yeah, he does, and it's the moustache as well, really. Slimy moustache. <laughs> Goes, yeah. <laughs> and the way he just is so, oh, he's just so manipulative. Like, he really just has all of the classic um, abusive, like, manipulation dynamics um, going on. Like, you know, he won't let them be too happy outside of what, like, he expects. And he const- he's constantly suspicious of them, and, he's- and he uses violences and, and threats to keep them in line and and then he'll like use like emotional black like he says things like i'm disappointed to have to resort to threats to you as though it's like you know i thought we were past this as, as though it's like their fault that he's an abusive prick and you know and all of this kind of stuff and he just really just is the complete encompass mm. of control power abusive aspects to any kind of relationship whether it's a, 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 a romantic relationship whether it's a father to a daughter whether it's a, a pimp to the the prostitute yeah like that whole kind of control and power he just encompasses all of that and yeah it's, he's so good at it he's very good very good oh right should we wrap up on this one i think so i think so <laughs> um it is nothing much else i really want to talk about i mean just you know i think apart from the cgi i thought thought was was excellent um yeah just i mean for me i i mean basically like i said together it did feel a little bit like um you know Zack snyder thrown a lot of stuff together a lot of ideas and sort of threw it out but then actually the way you've uh talked about things um kind of makes it a bit clearer really i mean i with a lot of, I've got to be totally honest. With a lot of films, I I just like to. I don't know, I, not not get sucked in, but I just I, I just kind of watch a film for for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. And for the record, I can do that as well. Yeah. But I think when there are things for me, when there's a film that has a lot to say, I love to pick that apart. But equally, I can just like watch a film and just enjoy it and just have popcorn and it's just mm. great. It's mm. just great fun. Um, and yeah, and but I think as well though, like that's what makes kind of like a discussion interesting. Like if we felt the same on everything all the time or like took the same things from every film all the time, it'd be boring. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. 
so it's cool. But I'm glad that you gave it a second shot, and I'm glad that you were open to the stuff that I had to say on it. So thanks. Okay, no, that's, no, don't be daft. And thank don't you, listeners, daft. for entertaining me ad nauseum as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so cool. What's your What's your score on this? You go first. I'm going to give it six leukotomes to the head out of ten. Really? That's actually higher than what I expected. I will take a six from you. Okay. On this film, I am pleased with that. I am higher, Oz. Um, I have got nine sweet dreams out of ten. Wow. Yeah, I. It, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. I've gone into it for fucking ages, so you know why. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Cool. So that okay. is everything, really. Um, so what have we got coming up next? We have got something quite special, haven't we? We have indeed. We are going to be doing Extreme August. August what Extreme. Is, oh, extreme! Ex- what is mm. August Extreme for the listeners who maybe haven't heard about it before? Well, we are basically, I just had the idea that I wanted to push the boundaries a little bit um, and go for some extreme themes in film. <laughs> You say after talking about all of this shit that we've just been dissecting. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So that was an idea I had and that's what we're going to do. So. Yeah, it is what we're going to do. And I am in equal parts dreading it and also excited for it. No, you don't dread it. Just roll with it. Just... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to make a joke, but I won't make that joke after the conversation we've just had. Um, <laughs> in a probes, um, I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, I know. You know. Anyone listening knows exactly what I was going to say, but I didn't say it, so it doesn't count. Okay. Um, well, you go first, because you're pre-2000. Oh, I'm pre, yeah, I'm pre-2000. So my choice is... Um, <laughs> I've just forgotten the title. Last House on the Left. That's well, right? Yeah. Last, Last House on the Left. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. The, not the remake, the original. And um, what what year is that? Daddy. Mm. Thanks, Matt. Oh. Uh, yeah, all right, all right. Uh, it's like 70s. <laughs> it's like, is it 79? I've got 79 no, in my head. 72. Oh God, uh, Yeah, worse. it's, it's, it's uh, Wes Craven's sort of like, I think it's his first film after he got out of softcore porn. I want to say it's his first one. Okay. But yeah, so um, that's the one that we are doing. Um, and you can find that <clears throat> in the UK, at least anyway. Can we find it anywhere? I've just selected this title out of fucking the air, so we might not even be able to stream it anywhere. So sorry if that's the case. But also, I've kind of shot myself in the foot on that one too. So, <laughs> um, What well, is, it, is it available anywhere then? In the UK. I'm literally. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, oh, no, that's the remake. Fuck off. We don't want you. Um, no, it's not available. Um, oh, it's on. Oh, it's on Plex. On Plex. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone. It's probably on YouTube. But if not, we'll have to just high seize this one. Or go out and purchase it. Because apparently it's worth having. So we'll see. Because I've not seen it before. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, you haven't seen it either, have you? No. So this will be first watch for both of us. I don't it, think I've seen it. I think I've, I've seen the remake. I don't think I've seen the original, or at least I've not seen all of it. Yeah, I've not seen the original. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and tell us, Matt, what is your choice for post-2000s? <laughs> oh, God, I feel guilty now. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's going to happen eventually. It is going to happen eventually. I'm going for 2010's A Serbian Film. Yay. Yay. No, I'm going to go in with an open mind. I'm going to... Yeah. Do my best with it. I just, I just know what happens already, and I just, I. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard it's not as bad as I, I'm gearing it up to be, though. So. I think, I, I think it will make for interesting chat. Yes. Of it, sorts. It will for sure. Oh, it does look as though Last House on the Left is on YouTube, but I don't know whether that is just one of those ones where it looks like it's on YouTube and then it's just like click this link, blah blah. Okay, I mean, a Serbian film apparently is on Amazon, but... You're going to send me the DVD though, aren't you? I am going to send you the DVD. You're going to let me have that on my, on my history. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the extras will be quite handy for my trivia. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, God, the research and the trivia. I know, there. just make sure that everybody else has gone to bed when you're watching. Oh, I just... Oh. All right, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. You'll, you'll be right. I think I'm a I, professional. I can I, handle this. I think, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think yeah. It's it's not important to watch, but I think it's yeah. It's a bit of an it's eye opener. It's good to have ticked off the old. Get it. List. Get out of the way. Something that you wouldn't normally watch, I suppose. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Like if we say stayed safe within our viewing, then mm, that's no fun, is it? No. Thank you for helping me push my limits, Matt. I don't. Um, <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Um, cool. So there's that. Also, what else have we done, Matt? What else have we done? Made a certain purchase. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got the tickets for Fright Fest. Yay! So we'll be going on the Saturday. Yes. Because we both have kids and job. Well, you have a job, I don't. But we both have kids and can't be away for too, too long. Exactly. exactly. But we'll be there on the Saturday. So anyone listening wants to come along, you have to buy your own ticket and make your own way there and sort out everything. But if you want to come over and say hi, we will be there too. Yeah, in between uh, the films, we'll be going to the pub around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so feel free to join. Feel free to buy us drinks. We might buy you one. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but no, it'd be really cool to see people if you're about. If not, it'll just be you, me, and your mate's coming, isn't he? My mate Rob. Yeah, Rob's been with me to the last last couple of fright fests. So nice. Um, so yeah, it will just be the three of us, and we'll have a grand old time. And right. I'm really excited to see some of these films. Yeah, they're a good good lineup of films. Yeah, very good excited. So that's going to be really cool. Um, is that? Anything I think that we have to talk about. I just got to talk I about so. where you can find us and whatnot. You're going to make me do it, or do you want to do it? Uh, you better oh, do. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. God, it's not like I've spoken enough this episode. Jesus. Um, all right. So uh, we've got. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public. Um, you can join us on the facebook group that is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash edinism pod edinism is just the acronym for eternal darkness of not so spotless minds um you can follow us on instagram at at edinism underscore podcast or otherwise you can old school email us at ed spotless minds at gmail.com but the social medias are probably 
best. best. Facebook especially. We've got a lot of interaction going on there. Um, lots of people posting about what they're watching and articles and funny memes and all sorts. So get yourself yeah, in there it's if good. you're not already and have fun because everyone's really nice on there. Yeah, it's a good interactive group. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate you. We do indeed. Those people who are already on there. So yeah, cool. That is, I think, everything. I don't think there's anything else. No. So uh, yeah. that's a good night from me then. That's a good night from me. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.